Okay, hi, my name is Melanie Diaz. I play Mel Vera, and we are on the Below the Belt. Okay. Hey, I'm Sarah Jeffrey. I play Maggie Vera, and we are on Below the Belt. All right. The Below the Belt show is closed caption for the hearing impaired. It is now time for the Bad Boys of Baltimore. Pips up. Goes down. That's right, guys. It's time for another episode of BTB, Below the Belt Show in the Mother Effin' House. I'm your host, Al Soto, a.k.a. Celebrity Soto, your host for the most for your weekly orgasm. We're here on a special night, a Tuesday night, uh, recording our podcast for Below the Belt Show for good reason. For good reason, because we have a special screening of the film, What Death Leaves Behind. I got to work, the pleasure to work on this amazing film, both in the casting department and also as an actor. And we welcome our in-studio panel. So let's go ahead and introduce who they are, <laughs> starting with one of the BTB originals. He is the Charlie Sheen of Baltimore. He is the one and only stand-up extraordinaire, stand-up comedian extraordinaire, Koki! Happy early trick or treat. <laughs> and I'm going to be eating a lot of tricks treats. And yeah, let's, we right. can't forget his other moniker. Which one? Dr. Lick <laughs> In the flesh and bones. Oh, my goodness. All right. <laughs> the ladies love Dr. Lick, right? Yes, they do. That's did. correct. They uh, did Sunday night when I was uh, doing my thing. Oh, Sunday night? Okay. Yeah, that's okay. right. Okay. Yeah, that's All right. right. <laughs> Nonetheless, guys. I think my tongue is still sore. Actually. Okay, you might yeah. want to uh, get that checked too. Yeah. <laughs> you want to look? They have antibiotics uh, for that, right, man. Exactly. <laughs> well, check it out. Uh, Are there any bumps? Uh, a few. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go ahead and introduce. You might remember this familiar voice. It's been a minute since he's been on BTB Airwaves. You might know him from such amazing TV shows as One Tree Hill and Dawson's Creek. Yeah. Of course, recently he's been a part of the coffin film franchise and we got to talk about what death leaves behind which is uh screening in theaters all across the country in particular in arundel mills maryland (laughs) on wednesday october 16th 8 30 p.m guys the one and only Johnny Alonzo, the Paisan. What's going on, guys? It's good to be back <laughs> in the BTB studios. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's been a minute. It has been a minute, man. Yes, I mean, you've yes. been inviting me, and you've actually tried to 
making me you, you you asked me to uh, phone in a few times from LA I just couldn't yes. make it man time well we, we also still have your Christmas gift from last year <laughs> he's like from 2016 <laughs> <laughs> we, pro- we probably have that as well <laughs> bring well, it to the screening tomorrow <laughs> well let's uh, focus the spotlight on you a little bit Pi uh, sure, Paisan as we call you yeah. here on BTB uh, what you've been doing in um, on the west coast yes. uh, I know you've been involved with some products projects that are in development yes sir um, before we get into everything, what the of course, man, of course. As you know, we're working on a ten-film slate review. Um, <clears throat> this is gonna be working with Archstone Pictures as well as MIG Studios, uh, which will include Coffin Three, the new third installment of the Coffin franchise, nice. as well as the Riddle House. We also have a new Italian series that um, has already been shot. All the Italian uh, footage has been shot in Sicily. Wow! It's a, it's a die-hard true mafia series. And now they need to shoot the Coming to America stuff. So we're going to be working with that. And speaking of Coming to America, you one of our partners. Eddie Murphy, by the Eddie way? Murphy, okay. yeah. <laughs> Ray Murphy, his cousin, oh, has wow. teamed up with us. What, what, what yeah. a segue. Yeah, what a segue. I mean, you said Coming to America, but yeah, it's actually his cousin. Isn't so. that amazing? Yeah, <laughs> hey. I learned from you, man. I've learned from the best. So Ray Murphy, um, who uh, is, was the sole distributor of yeah. the, the Coming to America show, I mean, movie with uh, Eddie Murphy. Um, they're now doing Coming to America 2, which is h- taking place in Atlanta. And Ray Murphy is involved with our 10-film Slate project. So we are make, we have a lot of things going on besides Coffin 3, Riddle House, this Italian mob uh, project. We have four different other films that we're trying to shoot together in Los Angeles with Ray Murphy's team. Nice. Yeah, dude. I mean, a lot of great things. Not just We're not just doing horror. We're not just doing comedy. We're, we're doing drama. We're doing a couple TV shows. And it's all taking place. And I hear, like car or something no that's music out in the hallway oh is that what that is yes okay (laughs) so no so yeah so i mean all of this man is but this is what i've been doing for the past year so that's what i'm trying to tell you dude i mean things are really taking effect Um, um, by the way that you know al and i can play italians as well of course you can (laughs) the paisans the paisans well this new tv series i mean they're bringing in a bunch of european celebrities they're not really known here in the u.s Okay. That's yeah. Perfect. Yeah, so perfect. I can. Yeah. I'm. I'm one of those types. Dude, yes. we, we, we check yeah. it out. Yes. Well, the stuff that we're doing from coming to America, it's gonna mm-hmm. be. It's gonna take place in Brooklyn, 1946. So mm-hmm. it's actually a period piece that we're gonna be bringing. It's gonna be so cool. So, if you had to do a TV show like this, it would cost you probably 800 to almost a million dollars per episode. They've already shot 11 episodes in Italy. So that's okay. about 11,000. I mean, 11 million yeah. American dollars. Wow. But we we're like, what do you need now? They said, well, basically, we just need to shoot the America stuff, coming to America, coming to Brooklyn, and getting established in the boroughs. We said, how much is that going to cost? It's about 150 an episode. How many episodes? Four. All right, so about $600,000 to buy in at an almost $12 million price tag? Sign us up. Dude, it's a done deal. We've wow. got some really great things happening. I'm telling you right mm-hmm. now, it's all going to work out. And... Um, which we can segue over to what death leaves behind because yes. that's our new project yes, that you and I yes, are working yes, on. Yes, uh, th- which is great. Uh, we can talk about what death leaves behind all night. All night. Could, all if night. we could, but we have a huge program. But yes, a little bit about what death leaves yeah, behind. Yeah, just, just a couple of seconds. Um, we're excited that um, that a lot of people get to see this uh, great film screening. Yeah. Uh, which you can check out on what death leaves behind. It's about rape. It's about rape. Yes. You're about rape. No, not really. No. That's only, only when she doesn't know. All right, okay. All right. Hashtag me too, Cody. Hashtag me too, Cody. <laughs> but seriously, the premise of the film is yes, yes. Um, 
Well, you say you say it best. Uh, well, I, yeah, I was just, yeah, I was just on, you know, uh, one of our local radio stations. We have talked about this film stations. before on BTV, but yes, yes I have. again. It's, it's a film that's shot non-linear, so any of you that don't know what that means, non-linear, it's, it's out of sequence. Yeah. The movie d- doesn't really begin Pulp at the beginning. Pulp Fiction is a perfect Pulp example. Pulp Fiction is a perfect example. Very good. You know, it's, it may start like halfway through the, uh, the film, mm-hmm. and then like 15 minutes later, you get the beginning of the piece. Right. So it's, it's shot non-linear. Um, the stuff that really threads the entire film together in its own right is the dream sequence, the nightmare stuff that I'm in with co-star Aaron O'Brien. The lovely, the talented. lovely, talented Aaron, Aaron O'Brien. O'Brien. Yes. She's my favorite. Um, our stuff's linear, so our stuff is current time. So that's what really makes this movie interesting. But the movie's about a man who gets a, who gets a kidney transplant. Correct. Yeah. And after the transplant, he is experiencing these extremely dark, dark nightmares, terror nightmares, very, very weird mm-hmm. visions and dreams. Right. And he believes that it all stems from the kidney that he just received. Mm-hmm. Cell memory theory. The whole yeah. cell memory theory is that there have been memories stored in the cells of whatever organ you may receive, and it's been proven yeah. that it actually can happen. There's been so, studies on this, yeah. Quite a few. Mm-hmm. So he gets this kidney transplant, and all of a sudden, his life is just upside down. He sees a murder, and now he's beginning to think that he has seen, or is seeing, what happened before that person passed away. That's wild. Oh, yeah, it's cre- creepy it's, as hell, right? It's dark, it's deep. It it's, is, at many levels, man. Yeah, and it's been touted as a Hitchcockian, a Hitchcockian journey. Yeah, yeah, now, now, with, journey. Now, with dark films, yes, there's yes. usually nudity. Is there any chicks naked in the film? I, I'm yeah. sorry to disappoint. Yeah, uh, sorry to disappoint. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, now, yeah that's but we do have a lovely cast. Oh. Yes. Yes, we do have that a lovely cast. That would be what's, which clothes are left behind. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's the sequel. That's the sequel. That's just stars you, yeah, Pat. So that stars me. It stars Johnny Alonso. That was your episode of uh, Vinyl, right? Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Total nudity. Total nudity. <laughs> you know, we never talked about that episode of Vinyl. That was actually fun. Yeah, that was a yeah, fun time. yeah. There were, like, maybe... I'm not even joking, man. There might, yeah. Maybe, it was, um, maybe 50 to 60 mm-hmm. actors and actresses okay. um, that were... We all worked with Scorsese. It was, it, was the opening, it was the opening episode. And it was shot in downtown New York. It was like in the, during the, the decadence of the 70s mm-hmm. rock and roll scene, and it was an orgy scene. Yeah. A complete orgy scene. So as scene. soon as you heard about the casting, you were all about I it. I was all about <laughs> it. I was like, I don't care if I'm I just a background <laughs> player. Let me do this. So, no, it was it was great because, I mean, yeah, I mean, it was fun. Yeah. You know, it, I mean, you know, like so anything full else. nudity on pie. Full nudity on pie, but I mean, you know what I what I figured out was, yeah. Let me stay in the background so nobody can really see me. Okay. Yeah, and I'll just hang <laughs> out with the other babies. You know? <laughs> no, but, no, but it, it was actually no, it so was it was really a lot of fun, and hanging out with Scorsese actually was well, a lot of fun. Dude, yeah, he's, come he's on, the man. he's a legend. So, yeah. what, did you get involved with some simulations? Oh yeah, absolutely. Okay, cool. Absolutely. Can you describe. Uh, so you basically, know, you s- just were on set, getting paid and getting your dick sucked. I pretty much. Well, it was simulated. 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 So, simulated. Right. so you know. So I mean, how does the simulation work? I, yeah, well, at first it's a little weird and intense because you don't know anybody there. Right. You know, and then you know they team you up with a part. But here's this was my slick and sly move. I remember going to the audition and I was like, oh well, if I don't get this, I see that they're doing this casting for like this whole orgy sex scene, blah blah blah. And I saw this really cute girl, and I was like, <laughs> are you going to that? She goes, yeah, I may as well. It pays really well. I said, yeah. I'll go with you. Let's go, and let's go sign in. So we were 48 and 49. Let's just pretend those are the numbers. 
So I was hoping and praying that if I get booked, that they're going to book her and that we'll be going to be teamed up. Because they said everybody needs to be teamed up. And thank God it worked out that we were teamed up together. She was comfortable with me. I was comfortable with Good. her. We were naked together for about 15 hours. It was but fantastic. This is all over the years. I told you this is why you should be a method actor. And if you were, you you would be like, we got to practice this for real. So, like, and that's the way you get into. So you know, did you get a role? Who said we didn't yeah. afterwards? Okay. So so it's safe to assume you you did get aroused during your scenes. Well, here's the thing, man. I mean, yeah. I've done stuff like this. Look, you know the movie uh, Massé. You know. Yes. Thing? Yes. No. To be frank with you, mm-hmm. you know, you're aroused mentally. You really are aroused mentally. Physically, no. It's it's kind of a weird thing. You just really try to be A lot of crew cool there. Lo- oh, yeah. God, tons of crew, especially yeah. Scorsese. I mean, you're working with like almost a 40-man, you know, crew. I mean, it's right. huge. But, I mean, like, and Massé was more intimate, you know, maybe nine or ten people, but still, you know, physically, no, you're not really aroused. Mentally, absolutely, and you try to keep it within mm-hmm. the parameters of your acting. Okay. But um, it was fun. Yeah, yeah. you worked through You know, if you're actually ever on a set, you guys, if you have that issue, just tuck your dick between your legs, and, you, and there'll never be an issue. Oh, <laughs> uh, the silence of the lamb's bit. Silence like, of the lamb's bit? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, man. No, but I mean, you know, I, mean, I will yeah. say this at the very end of the night, yeah. after 14 hours of work, I mean, some people were kind of getting into it. There's no question. Right. <laughs> no question. <laughs> and I'm like, where's my scene partner? Where is she? So did you get a chance to work uh, with Anna Kuchma, who actually... Oh, she was there. Yeah, she, she guest co-hosted... Uh, oh, I love her, Below man. the Belt show at New York Comic Con on day two. Did she really? Yes, no, no, yes. She's a nice chick, she's man. She's a good friend, yeah. She's, um, I saw her on set, but we didn't really see each other on set. Okay. I mean, you know, I mean, the scene, like I said, the scene was huge. Right. So it was almost like a Roman orgy. I'm not even kidding. But when they say, if they, if they said pie... You're in. You stay in this quadrant. You had to stay there. You couldn't just right. roam around. Yeah. Right. So yeah, as any said. So Anna, if I remember correctly, she was, you know, toward the other side of the set. Yeah. And I saw her there. But like I said, dude, there <laughs> were so many people. It was a lot of fun. Okay. It was a great scene. It was a great. I'm glad scene. you enjoyed that. Yeah, man. It was fun, man. Koki, you would have enjoyed. I, it. I probably <laughs> would, yeah. but I would have gotten thrown off the set. No, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, I, I would have physically. I, I would have. Yeah. I would have yeah. fucked everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Men too. I, men no, too. not men. He would have fucked no, Scorsese. I, didn't. <laughs> I just, you well, know. Now they have these intimacy right. coordinators right. on set. They do because of the whole the Me, Me Too movement. They right? do. They um, do. so yeah. obviously, if uh, if someone feels that you know a scene is going a little too far, mm-hmm. or if they're not comfortable, they uh-huh. have to talk to an in- intimacy coordinator. Of course, of course. Uh, of were course. there any of those on set? Uh, there was. There actually, yeah. we, uh, there were two days of rehearsal where we had yeah. a guy that basically said, "This is how it's supposed to be done." Right. You know, yeah. Um, it's all within the motion. Mm-hmm. You know, if you guys are closer to camera, you have you you're going to be playing a little closer with each other, further away from the scene, from the from the camera, not so much. It's just you know more physical motion. You know, mm-hmm. but anyway, dude, yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. it was a lot of work. I mean, there's no joke. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's more mechanical than anything else. Yeah. You know, but uh. I mean, definitely the eye candy is extremely <laughs> visual, extremely <laughs> visual. Nice, it's nice. <laughs> sure, yeah. And at the end of the day, man, everyone's yeah. like, "See you later, take it easy," and that's it. You yeah, know? It's, it wasn't like a porn set. Right. You know? <laughs> Maybe soft porn. Get not, <laughs> not that night at least. <laughs> not that night. No. <laughs> Jesus God. Right on. So that was uh, vinyl. That so was vinyl. That was, was another cool project you worked on. Yeah, man. And, yeah. And like I said, Massé, there was a lot of nudity in that. You know. Yeah. Um. You know what was her name? Bar Myers. She was very nice. You know. Yes. Um, yes, yes but yes. but remember, some women like that. I mean, she's also a nude model. Ah. Yeah, so she didn't have any No problems. reservations. None, none. You didn't even yeah. have to wear the cock sock with that right. one, you know? <laughs> so let's go ahead and bring on our surprise <laughs> caller. What's up? We're going to put you on the air. Hang on. Uh-oh. 
So we have a surprise caller here on Below the Belt Show. Please welcome. Put your hands together for the executive producer of What Death <laughs> Leaves Behind. That's right. The one and only Chad Morton. Nice. <laughs> What's hey, up? I, okay, I, there it is. I was going to say, I don't hear no hands being put together, but there it is. Thank you, Johnny. <laughs> How are you, Chad? How's it going, brother? I'm good. I'm good, man. You know, we're doing some world traveling. I mean, back and forth across the country. Crazy. Tiring, yep. but exhilarating just to say. Really good. Yeah, no, no. I, kn- I know, dude. I mean, we, of course, we follow everything you do, man. And uh, I think the last stop you just had was Miami, correct? Miami. Rachel did Miami solo. I was in Orlando. You were in Orlando. How was that, man? Orlando was great. We were on the campus of Full Sail University at their new theater. Uh, got to tour their sets. They've got incredible back lot, incredible sound mixing, and what an incredible reception we had uh, from the populace down there. So, man, it, I mean, we're about to bring this thing to an end. It'll be, I'm going to miss it, but it's going to be good to get a little rest. You know what I'm saying? Of course, of course. <laughs> well, you know that, well, congratulations on that. And you know that tomorrow, man, we've got a sold-out show at uh, sold the, out. the Egyptian Theater. Yes. You know that, right? Awesome. Sold out, man. I mean, we couldn't have sold it out without you. Actually, we could have, but you made it easier. So thank you. <laughs> Johnny, you actually did some uh, local news rounds I here uh, I, I in did. Baltimore saw, with man. Fox 45 and yeah. and WJZTV. And WJZTV yeah, as yeah. well, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and you know. You know, I, you know, no. Johnny's paying me back because I was the one who said he's, he's that dude. He's the guy. <laughs> From the beginning. Yeah, and it's, I would accept nothing less, and I got what I wanted. Dude, you're the greatest, man. And like I said, you know, I mean, I always mention everybody. I mean, you, you guys were mentioned on both interviews that I did, as well as some other upcoming stuff that I've got. So, um, I mean, it's all a team effort, man, with what death leaves behind, man. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing you, man. The last the last time I saw you was in Los Angeles for the red carpet. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, <laughs> in L.A., uh, you know, Sundance. When we get together, though, you know what's really cool about it? Is when we get together, it's really like a family. You dig? It is. Yeah, yeah it is. It is. And you cannot, you cannot fake that vibe. You can't recreate it falsely. It's either there or it's not. And when we all get together, you know, you, me, Aaron, Rachel, Scott, Vince, Chris, man, it is just Shira. <laughs> um, it is just, it's just special, man. It's really magical, and I just. I love seeing you. It's gonna be, and it's gonna be something, man. When our when our run ends and we don't get to get together anymore, we're gonna have to have like family reunions. Yes. For the kid, you dig? Everybody who works, Jones. Unless there's, unless they're doing another project, Chad, which I'm sure a lot of people would love to be involved again. Of course, I'm I'm always doing. But speaking speaking of family, because we are a close knit family, although I do not know Chad. I'll be showing up tomorrow in my Charlie Brown pajamas. Okay. So because because I, there's really, I heard maybe a seating issue, but I want to get comfortable <laughs> while I'm watching the well, film. Well, the seating so, issue is this: it's know, like it's a good problem to have. In other yes, words, of you course. Know? Yeah. Right. yeah. You know what, Johnny? It's so funny you said that. I said the exact same thing. <laughs> I said it's a good problem to have. I'm going to tell you though, when we were in Cleveland, we we had this yeah. and. We had so many people, I bullshit you not. We had people sitting on the, you know, the steps to walk up to the chairs. We had people sitting in the steps. Yeah. We couldn't fit them. And um, the word of mouth has spread. 
and everybody had heard about it. And Rachel did her thing in terms of publicizing it. It just was, it was so packed. It was, and it was crazy. It was like the AC wasn't, it was so hot, so packed, but not one person left. And then we had the longest Q&A at the end. It was awesome. Nah, it was you, awesome. And Baltimore's going to be the same. Baltimore's dude, gonna Baltimore same. is going to be, and congratulations yeah. on that Cleveland gig. <clears throat> it's going to be the same thing, I think, tomorrow night. We're just going to have people sitting in the aisles, yeah. dancing in the streets. It's going to be a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah. And, and then, and then um, we, of course, we have the Q&A with, with, of course, Chad Morton and Rachel LaFore and yes. Celebrity Al Soto and myself will all be up there. Yes. And then, in attendance, yes. after that, we've decided to meander over to the Casino Live. they got the center stage bar that we're going to be drinking to. So. There you go. Yeah. It's going to be a well, good... you know what? I, I I'll have to have one or two. <laughs> you know, one or two. And that's it. But we got the QDZ show in Philadelphia on Fox uh, Thursday, Thursday morning. So okay. I can't stay out too late, man. That's okay. Got it. Nonstop. You got There's a bunch more cities left, too, right, Chad? Day. What's that? You got a bunch of cities left on the um, the screening schedule, right? No, no, no. no. Um, Atlanta, Virginia was added. Um, wow. God, I can't even remember. You got Philadelphia. Philadelphia. Just go from one to one. Several cities in PA, like Upper Darby. Yeah, and, oh, many in Philly, uh, Upper Darby, Allentown. Right. We got Delaware. Right. Um, of course, Atlanta and Virginia. So, you know, we just keep on trucking, man, and we keep getting okay. the same response in every city. It's tremendous. All right. That's now, awesome. are you doing your uh, tour too, Johnny? Or are you going to go to these other cities? I might hear a couple in Philadelphia. Philadelphia. I might do yeah. some one in Philadelphia. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Okay. Before I go back to Los Angeles. Yeah, man. Yeah. We should, we, I'll go with you. Come with me. I'll go to Philly. Philly. Of course, yeah, man. There's some honeys in Delaware too, <laughs> man. You can wear your Charlie Brown pajamas. Why All not, right. Man? Oh, there yeah. you go. That sounds yeah. good, dude. <laughs> Chad, I don't know if you had the pleasure of meeting the Charlie Sheen of Baltimore, Mr. Koki, uh, who's in studio with us. He's also a longtime friend of Johnny's. Yes. Um, also, he's uh, affectionately known as Dr. Lickalotopus. <laughs> you know what? With a name like that, he's on the right show. <laughs> <laughs> this is correct. This is correct. He's on the show. This is absolutely yeah. correct. This is, love, why love, love, this is why we love right. Chad. So, what is, Chad, what is the next step, step after <laughs> the the screenings have been completed? I know there's a several more left. What's the next step yeah, for we, the film? Yeah, we got an announcement for VOD coming uh, soon. Soon. Yes, no, yes. That's what I was alluding to. With definitely Vimes, the website, and the VOD will be soon. And when it comes out, man, order it at home. If you've seen it once, the only thing better is seeing it again. There you go. That's awesome. That's awesome. And ha- have you started talking about Project 2 yet, the next project? Just in initial, you know, just we're just in the initial phases of it right now. Okay. It's really tough to do that while we're pumping this. So, I mean, right now, this is top priority. I'm just laying the groundwork um, for the next things that are coming. But right, so, so right, this is it. This is the flagship for right now. Okay. All right, man. Well, Chad, we look forward to uh, seeing you tomorrow, checking out the screening, and of course, in the future, having the king of pop culture back in uh, BTB Studios. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of these <laughs> days we're going to make it, but I can just keep calling in and telling you what's happening. You dig what I'm saying? I keep telling you what's getting ready to pop. Uh, I feel you, I feel you, but having the king in studio would be cool, too. I do like that, king of pop culture. There you go, man. (laughs) Hi, Zan. All right. Well, Chad, thank you so much for calling in to BTB. 
Thank you, guys. I appreciate your support. Look forward to seeing you all tomorrow. All you right. got it, man. See you tomorrow, Paisan. Right. Thank you. Take care. You got it, buddy. All right, Jeez. man. He's a good guy, dude. Chad. The one and only Chad Morton. Yeah. All right. So, a lot of stuff going on in the world of entertainment. Yeah, man. Let's go ahead and announce our special in a, a special call-in guest. There you are. That's right. Guys, he is a Hollywood legend <laughs> whose career has spanned decades. I believe since the 70s. Yes, it has. Working as a young young actor in the 70s through the 80s and to today. He is a member of the famous Carradine family. <laughs> It's Robert Carradine, affectionately known as Bobby Carradine, right? Yes. That you, Johnny, got to work with yes. Robert on an amazing independent Thank film, you. a Western film, if you will, called Correct. Bill Tillman and the Outlaws. If you could Thank talk you. a little bit about that. Thank you very much. Nice intro. Yes. Um, Bill Tillman and the Outlaws. It's a new Western film <clears throat> that we shot in Berkeley Springs, West Virginia, about a year and a half ago. Got picked up. Um, it's now... Currently in the circulation or in, in rotation on mm-hmm. Amazon Prime, it will be on Redbox and as well as uh, Netflix. I heard by December for the Christmas holidays. Nice. But um, uh, the stars in the film, of course, Bobby Carradine, Robert yes. Carradine himself. Yes, he was a he played a character named Frank James. Um, Darby Hinton, who was in the old Daniel Boone series way before our time. I mean, this guy was like phenomenal. He did, uh, Johnny Crawford mm-hmm. was also in it. He was in the show called The Rifleman. Uh, Lana Wood, who's Natalie Wood's sister. Yeah, so she played Hollywood my legends. mom. Hollywood legend. She played my mom, my darling nice. in the movie. And then, of course, we had uh, <clears throat> the Baltimore icon Ken Arnold in the movie. Yes. Who plays Bill Tillman himself. Yes. <clears throat> and um, We the, love Ken. On we love Ken. He's a hell of a guy. He's one of my favorite actors to study, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, but the movie has done super well. Um, especially like in the whole like Alamo Western Film Festival circuit, yeah. uh, winning tons of awards for content, for for uh, f- uh, actors, for best supporting leads, yeah. for et cetera, et cetera. But Bill Tillman and the Outlaws um, was directed by Wayne Shipley, and you know the Shipleys. Um, they also put together another movie I was in called Day of the Gun. Um, but, but if you ask me, this is definitely the upgrade to Day of the yes, Gun. Yes, yeah, so. much. And um, it's doing super well. Like I said, man, if yes. anybody's listening. Uh, that's interested in watching Western films, check out Bill Tillman and the Outlaws. It's one of the greatest. Is it on available Amazon. for VOD yet? Yes, it is actually. Okay, yes, great, it is. Great, it great. is. It's totally on on demand. Okay, so, good. Yeah, you can find it on like I think Cox Cable, uh, Comcast, whatever it may be. You know, that's your cable company, right? It is. I have ownership partly in it. Small, small ownership. <laughs> I in you're, you're yeah, that's right. Dickhead. But yeah, anyway. <laughs> Cox Cable, right? Cox Cable. <laughs> that's that's the LLC name. So, oh, yeah, the LLC name. Talking. So, but in, incidentally, do you have, did you talk to Bobby about David Carradine and about when he was offset? We are not going to say anything and, about that. And then when he was eating. The peyote and all the mushrooms and going around across you, you know, <laughs> kicking people's asses when he was off. So did you have any discussion about? No, I did, about no, I, I did oh, not. Okay. <laughs> Should ask him about that. Okay. So <laughs> we <laughs> please tread lightly there. Tread Kirk, lightly you know. with the David Carradine stuff. So, so we're right? going to talk more about. Was he real Tillman. sensitive about that? Wow, wouldn't you be? <laughs> <laughs> so we're, we're going to bring on uh, <laughs> Bobby Carradine a little later in the program. Yes, so we are. Let's go ahead and do what we do uh, best here on BTV. Let's throw out the latest, my man, and the greatest in Hollywood. Go Okay. It is time for the Hollywood Report. That's hot. That's bananas. That's off the chain. (laughs) 
That's right. Benji and Joel Hupai, you know, we got the chance to interview One of our first interviews two years ever. back uh, through uh, our friends over at Click on this show. Shout out to Elena Muscat um, for that awesome opportunity to interview Waldorf, Maryland's own Good Charlotte and the theme of the Hollywood News. All right. right. So let's, who's excited for Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker? Come on. Hello, hello. Oh, hello, hello. Make sure you check out Monday Night Football. This Monday, October 21st, as a brand new trailer will drop. Of course, they've been um, having great success with promoting films during Monday Night Football, um, during the primetime slot. So um, make sure you check it out. October 21st, as the Patriots take on the New York Jets, uh, and you'll get to see the next Star Wars Rise of Skywalker trailer. Koki, are you excited so about awesome. this final film in the Skywalker I'm, franchise? I'm actually more depressed than anything. You are depressed. Cause, cause Why? It's just, you know, kind of the end of It's that, an end of the, of the saga. It's the end the of the saga, Skywalker saga. And yeah. I don't know how good it's going to be. I mean, I've mm. been very disappointed in the past film. So, you know, it's kind of bittersweet, mm. well, so to speak. I'm happy that it's in better hands. And that's J.J. Abrams, as opposed to Ryan Johnson. Yeah. As a lot of people were disappointed <laughs> with Ryan Johnson's Episode 8, The Last Jedi. Uh, I don't know if you were a fan of that film or not, but uh, a lot of us here on Below the Belt Show weren't a fan so much of uh, Ryan Johnson's uh, take on that second film. But, um, you know, a lot of um, mystery surrounding the film. Of course, we, you know, uh, Palpatine's coming back. Uh, yes. Which would, be, which would be great. Yes. As far as I've heard some fan theories of... Uh, how he, you know, the reasoning uh, behind Palpatine and maybe the relation that he has to certain characters like Ray, uh, which oh, again, no it's, just, way. it's just fan theory at, okay. at this moment. Okay. But we'll, okay. Obviously, we don't want to, uh, you know, mislead anybody. Uh, no. But, but it, the uh, other rumor was, and mm-hmm. we've discussed this, that Skywalker's daughter. Yes. So well, that's absolutely. why I always thought it was. Yeah, that's that's so another we'll thing. See, so we'll have to wait and see. Maybe it's a combination of both. If you think about it, Shami Skywalker. Mm-hmm. Pretty much had immaculate conception with right. Anakin. Oh, you're right. When but, they asked but, her who the we father al- was, but we, we also didn't know. thought that interesting. Yes, yeah. could that be a Palpatine? We also said that we thought that mm-hmm. Kylo Ren should have been Skywalker's son <clears throat> to emulate Darth Vader, where hmm. instead of Solo and Leia, yeah, instead of Solo yeah. and Leia, yeah. That would have been... Unless uh, Leia was cheating on Skywalker. <laughs> 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 you never know. I don't know about that one. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure Ben Solo is, is Kylo Ren. And yeah. he is indeed the son of, of Han and Leia. I don't think right. they're going to backtrack on that. No, I, I know. I yeah. just said it would have been a better plot-oriented to be the other way around. Mm, I don't know. I don't know. It would have been an interesting plot. <laughs> <laughs> but um, this is another interesting tidbit. So um, an original character... From George Lucas's trilogy, we're talking about episodes four, five, and six. We'll be making an appearance in Rise of Skywalker, and it's none other than um, Wedge Antilles. So, so he's Wedge. By, yeah, Wedge. He so plays. Uh, he was one of the X Men fighter guys. Yes, he was. I, 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 Actor I, I, Dennis can't, Lawson. Can't nail me on that one. Yes. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. so let's yeah. go back to the title, Rise of Skywalker. Mm-hmm. So then, why not have her become, or is, you know, Skywalker's daughter? If you, if you're talking about the rise of something, perhaps that yes. that is so she is so this is basically an heir or a daughter. S- yes, so this is how the this fan theory works. She could be a Palpatine and a Skywalker. Palpatine was the one that impregnated Shmi Skywalker with Anakin, 
as you know, Luke is Anakin's son. We know that. So that makes, you know, um, so now we have to fill in the gap of that, of how Rey came to be. So Rey, we don't know who the parents are. Could, if it's indeed Luke Skywalker as a father, then we um, have to fill in that gap of who the mother is. Rumors are it is the character of Kira. From Han Solo's story. Or somebody from the Bunny Ranch. (laughs) (laughs) That's an intergalactic Bunny Ranch, I guess. That's intergalactic, (laughs) yes. No, wow. What do you think Kira? Possibly being the mother. It's possible. Yeah, that's not a bad guess, right? But then, then, though, if... And we love Solo. Solo was a good film. For some some reason, if, in fact, this is not Skywalker's daughter, then we all have to... We're all led to believe that Skywalker is a fag. Basically. <laughs> oh, come on now. So, you, can, you can't say uh, slurs on uh, Below the Belt. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay, unfortunately, we'll have to Homosexual. Homosexual. No. <laughs> ball licker, ass grabber. <laughs> you know, he's not into women. He's salami, not into women. Salami <laughs> banger. I mean, sword fighter. I, <laughs> I knew we had to censor Koki. Well, I, he does. <laughs> uh, let's move on. Let's move on. Cucumber, on. cucumber dill eater. I don't know. What do you want to <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Let's dude, move on. Crazy, bro. So, <laughs> so um, Marvel Phase 4 has a lot of great projects in the lineup. I'm looking forward to Thor Love, Love and Thunder. Yeah. As you know, Natalie Portman uh, will be back as Jane Foster. As you know, in the comic book storyline, she becomes Lady Thor, the female uh, oh, version of Oh, she does? Oh, wow. Yes. So oh, they'll, be, be awesome. they'll be following okay. suit uh, with Natalie Portman playing a Jane Austen. I'm going to put you on Facebook Live. Keep talking. And oh, another cool thing is that they're actually going to do um, – Adapt the comic book storyline that includes Jane Foster's battle with breast cancer. What? So they're actually going to write in, um, well, Taika Watiti, the director, said they're going to write in. Her losing her titties? Jane's <laughs> or Jane's cancer into the movie. I don't oh, know what wow. kind of cancer it is, Kofi. Wow. wow. <laughs> so, That's sad. So, so I don't know. So that, we'll, again, we'll still have to wait a little while. I wonder if she's going to get jacked up for her role as the character. You know what? You know? I, like, I imagine with any... Superhero movie that that the celebrity has to endure some some really rigorous training, so I'm sure that's no exception. Sure, especially if she had to work with Koki. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be very easy with her, but she's she's of the tribe, so okay, I, oh, that's right. why. You know that's why. Okay, we, we wouldn't get to anal <laughs> probably until the oh third my God. date. We're on so Facebook Live. It's I swear fellow, to God. fellow Jew, yeah. right? That's correct. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, <laughs> Venom news. Um, did you enjoy the Venom movie? It was good. It was okay. it was entertaining. As you know, Venom so. two, they've already teased it in the right. the uh, closing credits that Woody Harrelson <laughs> will be playing Cletus Cassidy, otherwise known as Carnage. Now, Carnage, as you know, is a very popular in the comic books right. as another evil symbiote to, you know, uh, an antagonist to to Venom. It appears that uh, Woody won't be the only villain. Um, the, the another villain known as Shriek, which is another another symbiote, will be also brought into Venom 2 as well. So same actor to play the original as Venom well, before? Or yeah, well, it, right? yeah, Tom Hardy will right. be back okay. to, to play Venom. Woody Harrelson will be back to play Carnage, and Shriek um, will be another character. Um, they did not announce who will play <laughs> Shriek, but she's a female symbiote. So there you go. I can't hold this all day. <laughs> Keep talking. <laughs> <laughs> and DCEU news, are you excited about the Batman movie? Uh, yeah, as you know, uh, I mean, Robert Pattinson will be portraying the Cape Crusader. I know. I'm yes. excited. I'm a bit excited. happier that Ben Affleck won't uh, 
you know. So you weren't a fan of so. Batfleck. You were I was not a fan <laughs> at all. Okay. No. But so in, in, incidentally, we talked about this off the air. The yes. show Batwoman is actually pretty damn good. Okay. So if Bat you haven't Woman. watched it, is I know you're you a Ruby ha- Rose it's, fan. It's, she is cute as hell, and it is She's very hot. good. It's very yeah. good. Daddy so life. If you're not She's watching it, yeah, yeah. totally my type. Yeah, totally, <laughs> totally, totally, totally my type. Totally yeah. Paisan's type. But <laughs> you know, she likes carpet. She's a carpet eater. So unfortunately, <laughs> so am I. Floors, however you look at it. <laughs> well, I am free. I am come on, come on. He's Doctor Lick. That's correct. Right. I swear to God, Facebook's gonna ban me after this. Oh my. So Robert Pattinson goes for sparkly vampire to Cape Crusader. Yeah. I'm happy to announce this casting news. Zoe Kravitz. That's right. I love her. Lisa Bonet's daughter. Mm-hmm. And Lenny know, Kravitz. Lenny Kravitz's right. daughter. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Zoe, who's amazing in the movies that she's been in. Mm-hmm. Of course, uh, I loved her in um, in um, Max Max Mad Fury Road. I loved her in um, um, uh, the, the series uh, Big Little Lies. I loved her in X-Men First Class. Uh, she's going to be playing the role... Of Catwoman, the nice. iconic role of Catwoman, so which hot. I think would be. Who was the original perfect. from the '60s? Was that Eartha Kitt? I believe Eartha Kitt was yeah, one of Eartha them. Eartha Kitt, um, she was. Hot and of too, course, man. let's not forget Halle Berry's rendition. Halle Berry's rendition um, was wild. Yeah, Michelle Pfeiffer in the early Batman movies. I, oh, it's right. And Anne Hathaway from The Dark Knight. There you are. So those are several, <laughs> several uh, actors that have portrayed the iconic Catwoman, and now it's going to Zoe Kravitz. So we'll have to see how that goes. Um, are you a fan of the G.I. Joe films? Not particular. I, I mean, it's okay. I'm not going to rush out to see the film, per se. Okay. I mean, I think as a kid, I had like one or two action figures, but it wasn't like a huge thing for me, okay. G.I. Joe. So. Well, as you know, they're expanding the fr- film franchise with Snake Eyes. Right. And um, Henry Golding has been attached to this um, next iteration of the G.I. Joe film, Snake Eyes, and the beautiful Samara Weaving has also just landed a role in uh, Snake Eyes as well. If you don't know Samantha, she's been in um, the three billboards uh, outside Ebbing, Missouri, um, which, uh, of course, you know, was nominated for tons, tons, tons of Academy Awards uh, for the cast and, and of course, the directors. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, so that's another uh, great genre film. Yeah, man. Um, anyone excited oh, about Oh, oh there's, uh, as yeah. we were speaking of um, superhero Shows yes, and things yes, of that yes, nature. Yes. So I think uh, CW has their app Crisis. called Seed. Okay, yes. And, and there's a show called Birds of Prey, which yes. I haven't seen yet, but it looks really good. So you might want to check that out as well. well the CW you, Seed you, app. Okay, so you're so. not you're not alluding to this, the Birds of Prey movie. Movie, no. This okay. is an actual okay. show that's on Which, we, which we're looking forward to. Yes. You know, Margot Robbie right. I know. Oh, is right. one of my favorites I know. of all time. And she's starring in an, another movie coming out with Nicole Kidman. That's and, right. And, right. And then Charlie right. Theron, which yes. is uh, the bombshell film. Correct, yes. So that is something to look forward to as well. So. Um, so yeah, that's, that's, that bombshell. I don't know if right. you the trail actually just dropped for that. So Correct. I'm really looking yep. forward to that. Mm. Um, legendary actor. Um, oh my God, his name escapes me right now. Who's playing a Roger Ailes. Um, he, he does an incredible role. They, they, they put prosthetics on him to make him look huge. Um, gosh. Oh, so, so name? we want to go back real quickly to the Joker. So yes, I just have to say that I, wasn't in love with the storyline per se. I loved the acting. I thought mm-hmm. that Joaquin did a great job playing that character, and he was really into it. But the but the 
the plot was a little, I don't know, it wasn't, it was I, just, I will add, that I, I saw it, absolutely, okay, yes, I did. Okay, what are your You're thoughts? Right. Okay, here's a, here are my thoughts. It was, a, it was very slow. I think it started off a little slow, yeah. It started off, but you know what? It's okay because it was, it was, it was, they were trying to do it more like a fan, like a life document. You know, it was document. a character. It was, yeah, yeah, right. it was a character. It's, it's, that, an, or, right. it's an origin story. It, right. So yeah. you know what? It's not all going to be, you know, high action and high yeah. power. Which is fine. Yeah, which is fine with fine. me. Right. But I thought, yeah, the, the crescendo of it all, you know, finally when, you know, when he starts to go manic and everything's like, you know, in that crazy whirlwind of it all, it could have been more. That's how I felt. I didn't, I didn't have, I didn't get enough. Well, what are your thoughts? I think they're building it up for the for the next films. Yes, that he would be more, you know, more nuts, more manic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they should really put him on bipolar medicine. So would you? Well, he was on it, so it didn't. Obviously, it wasn't working. Is Joaquin deserving of an Oscar nod for his portrayal? I think he is. Yes, I think he is. Yes. Despite some of the things about the movie, said slow beginning, whatever. Yeah. This isn't your typical superhero movie, as you know. No, no. No, no, top no, typical no. comic book movie. No. Um, I think they really wanted to make an emphasis on cinema, and I think this is why so Martin Scorsese was like um, kind of an endorser, like yeah. s- uh, sort of a producer for this. Even though he shit on anything Marvel, yep. he actually endorsed the um, because this is cinematic. Yeah, and of course you know Robert De Niro, Bobby De Niro is in it as well, which. Come on. Wow, what a crazy scene! <laughs> no, <laughs> that was spo- wild. No, no spoilers on that. No, one, no, 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 no. But that no, was no, insane. No. So you definitely, if you have not seen Joker yet, I, I implore you, it, it's an amazing piece of cinema. Um, granted, yes, it isn't without its flaws, of course, but I think Joaquin alone is certainly deserving of an Oscar. What, what you know? Let me just yeah. add twenty more seconds of that. Joaquin was mm. a phenomenal method actor in that. Complete yeah. method, complete. Right. And you know, diving into that dark side is extremely dangerous because right. that is not acting at that point. Now mm-hmm. it's just survival mentally. Right. So what he did was great. I mean, it, you know, and he's not that stable. You know, let's just be let's be blunt about this. He's mm-hmm. he has problems. You know, beyond cinema, he has. And I have to say, and I know Al will disagree with me. I think he's a dick because I met him <laughs> on the wow. set of Ladder Forty Nine. Okay, wow, he was wow. just rude as shit to me. No, you like, know what? You, just I'm like, you told me your story. Like, you told me. You told no, me. Now, now um, you what you gonna call it? Um, John Travolta, great, you said awesome. Cool he shit. was very cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but. Joaquin the Ladder Forty Nine. He was not cool. I mean, and Robert Patrick was sort of a dick too. Oh like, no, uh, I disagree with that. No, no way. Way. They were just. Did you work been, with him? That day, that day, they must have been in Cookie, a bad mood. No, no, right. no. I, I can't say enough good things about the cast. I was like trying to say hello, and they were just like fuck off. And I don't just, know, you know, man. Just, they actually came to our party, yeah. have a nice day cafe. Robert Patrick. I remember you telling me about that. Balthasar Getty and Sorry. one of the yeah, other. Yeah, because there was booze there. Exactly. Yeah, but there was no booze on the set we were filming. So you know that day. Okay. You guys know about the the next. Matrix movie. I've heard yes. rumors. I don't so, know yeah, much. Keanu, so. Keanu Reeves will be back. Carrie Ann Moss oh, will be wow, back. Oh, wow. Nice. Um, we mentioned uh, Yaha Abdul-Mateen who played... Fishburne back? Lawrence, well, he Lawrence, played uh, he played um, Black Manta and Aquaman. He's going to be um, <clears throat> one of the leads as well. And they just announced, also joining the cast, Neil Patrick Harris. What? What an interesting casting choice um, for... They haven't mentioned what Neil Patrick's... Uh, Character will be, but he will be a part of the new Matrix film. So, you think maybe this is a good time to take a uh, a, a, a classic cut break? I think a classic cut break and, and, would be perfect. Okay, just for classic, a minutes. Yeah, yeah, let's take a classic cut yeah, break. So, over the weekend was for our local listeners was the Fells Point Festival, and we got treated to a free show. Yeah. By one of the premier '90s band, Gin Blossoms. So I'd like to go ahead and play um, a song from the Gin Blossoms guys. This is one of their big hits. This is. Hey, Jealousy. 
Give me a Bobby. Songs available only on live broadcasts on WMBC and below the belt show.com. Jim Blossom's Hey Jealousy. All right. One of their better known hits. They've had a few hits, but that was one of their probably stronger hits, I'd say. Everywhere you go, I'll follow, follow you down yes. was another good one, yes. too. Yeah, that's another yeah. good one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right, guys, more. More movie movie news. Um, so I'm not sure why, but they're doing another Cinderella movie. This one's going to be <clears throat> this one's going to be a musical take on it, um, which I guess is a little bit different. As you know, they had the live action Cinderella a few years ago. This will be uh, by James Corden. As you know, he's been known for his musicals as you know doing Into the Woods, and of course, we all know him from his late night talk show. But um, for this remake of Cinderella, it's going to star Camila Cabello, a pop star who's going to make her acting debut in this film. And also, this is an interesting one by Billy Porter, who, as you know, won Best Actor in a Drama Series, <laughs> will be playing, you ready for this? Tell me. The Fairy Godmother. Of course. <laughs> of course. So I think <laughs> Billy, if, if there's any actor that can play a Fairy Godmother, then it, it would have to be. None other than Billy Porter. So, <laughs> so uh, hold on, I'm just finishing. So, uh, Neil, pa- Neil Patrick Harris. Neil Patrick, uh, maybe, yeah. maybe. Well, he's already busy with Matrix. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> All right. so I don't know about that one. Gatrix. Koki, <laughs> <laughs> shut up! Stop saying those things. <laughs> so, the, with the success of the animated Adams Family, um, they're going to make a sequel. Already announced a pre-Halloween release of. October, October 22nd, 2021, um, which I guess, yeah, it did so well in in, uh, in theaters with the voice talents of Poe Dameron himself, Oscar Isaac, Charlie Theron, Chloe Grace Moritz, Finn Wolfhard, Nick Kroll, Bette Midler, Allison Janney, Elsie Fisher, and Snoop Dogg. Um, although it didn't, this uh, film didn't get the best in critic score as 39% on Rotten Tomatoes, oh, but nonetheless, because... It made money at the box office. It's going to have a sequel. There you go. Sometimes it doesn't have to be a well-reviewed um, film. It just has to do no. the right numbers. Right. You know, and that's all that matters. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so I'm really excited about the Jay and Silent Bob reboot. As you know, I'm a huge Kevin Smith fan. But this is an interesting tidbit. Um, as you know, um, Jason Biggs and Shannon Elizabeth appear in Jay and Silent Bob Straight Back. So on the red carpet, they talked about how they're actually both down – for another 
American Pie iteration, whether it be a reboot oh, or another film. Now, as you know, they had the American Reunion film, which I actually really liked. Yeah. It came on 2012. Yeah. Um, Jason Biggs said it was the most fun I ever had working on anything. I love the awesome. cast. I love that role. A lot of things have come together for it to happen. Nice. But fingers crossed it will. <clears throat> so obviously it will be a new generation of a young cast. Mm-hmm. And if, as long as you pay homage to the original players like Jason Biggs and yeah. Tom C. and Nicholas Shannon. Sure. Shannon Doherty, Tara yeah, Reid. Give respect where it's due. You, know, um, yeah. you can have a new generation of, of, of you know. Of kids, sure. You know, for this, so. sure. It was a groundbreaking, um, you know, coming of age uh, comedy film, raunchy comedy, raunchy you know? comedy. So, um, another, um, now this is interesting. Lacey Chabert, as you know from Mean Girls and yes. Party of Five, said that she would be down okay. for a Mean Girls sequel. Uh-huh. Um, so I know that she says that Lindsay Lohan's down. Of course, she's, Lindsay Lohan's going to be interested in doing it. Hmm. Um, Rachel McAdams also has expressed interest. But she said in an interview that, um, yeah, if, if we can get a petition together, she would be uh, down to revisit the classic character if given a chance. Oh, nice. So, hey, that's that's good news for those fans. Unlike, unlike Vincent, who doesn't want to do the reboot of Nine Nine Two, no. <laughs> <laughs> And I think he should have, but that's neither here nor there. <laughs> Hello, Tori. <laughs> We got to talk about it because Tori and it's going to be an event that we're. we're oh, that's talk right. About shortly. That's right. We'll be talking about it in a minute. Yeah. Uh, Robert Downey Jr., uh, Iron Man himself, moving on to another project called Doolittle. It's Universal Pictures' reimagining of the classic story about a man who could speak to animals. Um, Koki, if you could speak to an animal, what, what would you say to it, and what you would you have it do? That was the girl he was with last weekend. <laughs> <laughs> I just, Right, she was a pig, and I turned her doggy style. That's just the simplest as I can get. I mean, <laughs> wouldn't be any different if I could talk to animals. I'd tell the birds to fly and get my drugs and alcohol and bring me animals to bay. Oh, you know? Jesus. <laughs> oh, man. So, yes, yeah, so Doolittle hits theaters January 17, 2020. Um, also, another uh, Disney Pixar film called Onward, which stars another two MCU actors, Chris Pratt, who is Star-Lord in Guardians of the Galaxy, yes, and Tom is. Holland, who is Spider-Man. They're um, together. They're, uh, they'll be doing voice voiceover work for this next Disney Pixar film. They're actually playing brothers. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. Um, so it's interesting because... Um, Pixar described this as a suburban fantasy world because they look like alien-esque type creatures mm-hmm. um, with, I guess, some human characteristics. But I don't know. Looking at the trailer, which is already out, you can see that. Um, also, for you Lady and the Tramp fans, they're doing a live-action um, version of that. So this won't be in theaters. This will be going to Disney Plus streaming platform. Nice. Um, I will be subscribing to Disney Plus. Koki, will you be subscribing? No. So you, you will not be watching The Mandalorian and um, all so those Marvel... There's so much stuff on demand now. It's ridiculous. There's Mandalorian, there's, though, Koki. I mean, yeah, you come love, on, dude, Come on. You love the Boba Fett character. I know. You know? No, no. When does that start? No, that's When does that start? November 12th. Yeah. How much is Disney? It's like... I think they're running a special. It'll be nine ninety nine. I, I believe. Don't quote me on that. We'll split it. it up. So <laughs> it's just, it's just share password. Split it for five. Right. Bucks. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I'm down with that. But but mm-hmm. so it's just a become like is it? It's Boba Fett type of like what is the so whole premise? So it's of about that? the Mandalorian so, warrior. So Boba Fett right. was one of many Mandalorian warriors right. that that 
they wore the very similar armor. You know, so, and so these were like mercenaries. These were either mercenaries. They were their um, bounty hunters. They so, were so it's a bounty hunter type of, and it's a story film. of one of them. Yeah, uh, in his world, and it takes place after <clears throat> Return of the Jedi, right after Return of the Jedi in the timeline. So, um, and this is the first Star Wars live action series. So that's something to keep in mind. You know, if you want to check it out. Um, There's I'll be watching. So much it. stuff. There's just like it's yeah. Just, I never watched uh, Daredevil on. Mm-hmm. Is it Netflix? Uh, Daredevil? Where was Daredevil Darede- was on was, Netflix? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I never got watched that. Um, Birds of Prey that I talked about earlier. I'm not gonna probably subscribe to CW Seed. There's a lot of stuff. But you're definitely gonna watch Birds of Prey the movie. I know that. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <of course>. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so of course, Mar- as you mentioned earlier, Margot Robbie is going to be in that bombshell film. It's a biopic of Fox News. And the actor, I forgot, John Lithgow. He actually oh, plays him. Yeah, Roger yeah. Ailes. And they put him in like a prosthetic suit to make right. him look big. Heavy. Heavy. Okay. They, they, you know, they have prosthetics on his face as well. To, um, and uh, Kate McKinnon's also in it. Um, Charlize Theron. Uh, Nicole Kidman. So an all-star cast uh, in this bombshell. But, but I believe... Movie. Margot Robbie's character is just kind of a write-in character. She's not. Yeah. She's not based on any of the bio. Yeah, I don't think she so. is. Yeah. So yeah. I know so. that they um, just wanted an extra hot piece of ass in the film just to bring <laughs> in more people. Well, you so, know, they're all yeah. blondes. And, you know, yeah. uh, Fox is. And what's wrong with all blondes? Fox. <laughs> exactly. Fox News is is notorious for hiring uh, blonde female. Yes. Actors, yes, they as are. You know. Yes, they are. And yeah. uh, you know, as you know, it's a conservative news uh, mm-hmm. outlet, and uh, it's funny because. Coincidentally, Megyn Kelly will be appearing on Fox News Channel. You know, as she was unceremoniously um, um, removed from the Today Show a while back, she's going to be um, appearing on. Well, I think she Fox was removed because her show ratings weren't doing that great. So. You sure had nothing yeah. to do with the comment about blackface. I didn't help. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think her show I think was, that was doing the that main great. Uh, that, that was, was the main reason. That was the main reason, yeah. reason yeah. Koki. Yeah. Um, so, uh, box office, as you know, Joker still the number one movie. No. Um, no surprise, 543 million globally. Jesus, that's a, a ton, ton of mo- that's uh, a lot of money, money. So they'll probably do another one. You know what? That's an origin story. If they do another Joker movie, I think they're going to bring that Joaquin's character. Joker into the Batman universe. Right. They could do a Joker too. Then they had to eventually. They, they, you know, but like as you know, there's already a. Um, there's a little bit of a continuity thing with Jared Leto's Joker. And Joaquin Phoenix's Joker, as you know, they're both in the universe. So, <laughs> so I mean, for for people, no, no, track, I'm not making fun of you. When you have two different Jokers, <laughs> yeah, how, in the same universe, how do you work that out? So, well, I've got two in this room right now. What are you talking about? <laughs> I got you and him dealing with these two Jokers. <laughs> uh, second place uh, goes to uh, <laughs> the Adams family. Uh, third place, Gemini Man, with your boy, Will Smith. Will Smith. Yeah. Will Smith and Will Smith. Yes. Yes, yes. that's right. Right? Yep. Yeah, 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 yeah. Abominable uh, is number four, and Downton Abbey's still in the top five, surprisingly. <laughs> is Crazy. it? Yeah. Badass. Downton Abbey. Who's watching Downton Abbey? Not me. Not me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not watching. Um, who loves Amanda Seyfried? I, I certainly am a big fan of hers. Yeah. She's going to be on a Netflix uh, newest um 
biopic. It's called Mank. It's David Fincher's biopic revolving around Citizen Kane. Mank or Gank? <laughs> <laughs> Citizen Kane screenwriter Herman Mankiewicz uh, with Gary Oldman tapped uh-huh. to play the title role. Sweet. So, uh, yeah, um, it's based on a script by Fincher's late father, Jack, who penned it prior to his death in 2003. All so. right. So um, we were speaking of Will Smith. At what yeah. point do you think he should be on Dancing with the Stars? Do you think now is a good time for him to? It's no worse than when Ray Lewis was on there. <laughs> if anyone, it would be your 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 classmate, um, Jada Jada Smith. Oh yeah, dude. Yeah, I think she she should she would be more. Uh, yeah, that's a possibility. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe you should talk to her about it. Right? Should. What time yeah. is it? He <laughs> should be phoning in any second. So yeah, <laughs> um, another um, Netflix film. So as you know, Netflix is trying to do. Feature films, in addition to their great series, they want to produce films like movies that go limited theaters and maybe go straight to Netflix or just straight to Netflix entirely. Sure. Another one is Moxie. Um, it's going to be directed by Amy Poehler, and it stars Hadley uh, Robinson and Lauren Sy. It's a coming-age uh, comedy. It tells of a girl from a small town who is inspired by her mother's riot girl past. It starts a feminist revolution at her high school. Liking it already. <laughs> I figured you would like that one. That's yeah. so the riot, you know, You like some riot girls, don't you? Hell know? yeah. I riot girls get all rock. Johnny likes some like Doc Martens and them, you know, Colored drinking hair. a lot of beer. Look at my just, boots now. I like girls like that, man. Not a awesome. panic. Drinking a lot of Hell beer, yeah. you know, yeah. giving a lot of head in Jeeps and stuff, <laughs> you know. Wow. Wait a minute. We're talking about now. Oh, my goodness. Um, also, um, Rob Lowe and Vanessa Hutchins are two Hollywood stars getting in the holiday spirit. As you know, Netflix is trying to capitalize on the holiday film market. Um, Rob Lowe will star Kristen Davis in a, hom- uh, a comedy, a romance titled Holiday in the Wild. And um, Vanessa Hutchins will star in The Night Before Christmas, spelled K-N-I-G-T. I kind of figured. Yeah, yeah. I kind of figured. <laughs> where, um, where she plays a woman looking for love who meets a regal gentleman who believes that he's actually a royal knight from the medieval era. <laughs> so, <laughs> so she gets stabbed with a sword multiple uh, in times in the movie. In more ways than one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, flesh sword. You know. <laughs> Another series uh, with a holiday twist is Dash and Lily, uh, produced by Nick Jonas and Sean Levy. Okay. Um, it stars Austin Abrams and Medora Francis. It's a holiday rom-com eight-episode series, which is shooting in New York right now. Wicked. Um, I've seen the casting notices. Uh, that could be fun. <laughs> Actors access. Uh, <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> seen the breakdowns. Yeah. Um, oh, here's another one for you Stranger uh-huh. Things fans. Nice. Now, it's um, it's a prank show by Gatton Matarazzo. Oh, cool. One of the child actors yes, from, from, the, from Stranger the Things. He actually will be the host of it, and it's called Prank Encounters. It's a new <laughs> hidden man. camera prank series, and of course, Gatton hosts it. Yeah. Uh, it will take two strangers on the surprise ride of a lifetime. It's business as usual until their past collides, and their one-day assignments turn into supernatural surprises. Dude, that's going to be hysterical. So I guess it's, you know, uh, if, if, if someone were to walk into an upside-down world, you know, and what surprises could be in yeah. store, th- th- and th- taking it to, like, the documentary th- level. There so, we are. So that's, um, we're going to pin... Those thoughts and bring on our yes, special guest. We are. <laughs> you no, know, you go for it, man. He knows me too well. Yeah. <laughs> All right, What's guys. Up? Guys, we welcome to Below the Belt Show, legendary actor extraordinaire, 
man, this guy's had a career that spanned decades from the 70s all the way to today. Man, he's an incredible actor, guys. It's Robert Carradine on the line. What's up, Robert? How you guys doing, man? I'm standing on Hollywood Boulevard in Hollywood, California, USA. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love no, really, it. Really, man, I, I stepped away from my corned beef and cabbage that I'm having at the Busto and Frank's Bar and Grill. Oh, nice. Oh, how awesome. Is, how is their corned beef and cabbage? Is it, is it quite tasty? No, it's amazing, man. And they only have it on Tuesday night. I was here last Tuesday, and they ran out. So tonight <laughs> I came here early. Well, it, hey, it, it's um, an honor and a privilege that you took your time out of your corned beef and cabbage tonight to call into Below the Belt You show. know, incidentally, they have corned beef, corn beef and cabbage at Jewish delis all the time. Yes, they like, do. You can go there. Oh, they and, do? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't have to go to the Blue Stone Franks? No. Yeah, just find a couple oh, of Jews. Did, they'll they'll make you a sandwich. Okay. Yeah. No, I don't want a sandwich. I want the real deal. He wants yeah, the real deal. Bobby yeah. wants the real deal. <laughs> so how how are you guys doing? You're Good. Yeah. Now, right? Just to introduce the host in studio, uh, Bobby. We have myself, Al Soto. We have our resident Charlie Sheen of Baltimore. He is also known as Doctor Lickalotopus. It's Koki in studio. Wow. In studio comedian. <laughs> and we also welcome okay. actor extraordinaire and your good friend, Johnny Lonzo. What's up, man? Johnny, what's happening, man? Not much, man. Good to hear your voice. Thanks for phoning in, bro. Yeah, what are you doing in Baltimore, man? <laughs> <laughs> I have another screening of that movie, What Death Leaves Behind, the one that you came to the red carpet premiere yes. for. And, um, oh, far up, man. Yeah, Have brother. Yeah we, yeah, we have one tomorrow. It's sold out. And then uh, I'm going to try to make it and see you in Jersey for your, uh, what's the event called again? Let's talk about that for a minute. Yeah, dude. It's the Chiller Chiller, Theater Convention, right? You can go to chillertheater.com as there's going to be a Revenge of the Nerds reunion. Uh, If we could talk about it a little bit, uh, Robert, I'm really excited about this. Of course, I had to sneak to watch Revenge of the Nerds when I was a kid (laughs) when they came out. Um, But um, yeah, I mean, it was... uh, it was an R-rated movie, man. We had Bush. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and it was an R-rated movie that we had to sneak. Uh, and I'm, I, you know hey, what? It was such pie. a brilliant. It was such a groundbreaking film. I, I don't know if they can get away with some of the things they did in that film today, with today's well, PC you know, society. That, that kind of one of the things that cropped up uh, since the Me Too thing kicked in, right? Was the scene on the moonwalk when I go down on Betty the cheerleader. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. That's because rape. I was wearing I was wearing her boyfriend's Darth Vader Max. Right. So by definition, that was rape by deception. Rape oh, by deception, no right? Yes. Kidding. I wanted to. Yes. I. That is crazy. And of course, I, I, that means could, I, I'm in trouble. You're in trouble, Cody. <laughs> yeah, okay. I'm in trouble. Yeah, I mean, I, I, don't, do, I don't think I am in trouble though because she really likes it, and I think that that mitigates. The, uh, the charge. No, no. Yeah, I, I think, think that's I, no. I think yeah. I'm in trouble because I do that at my house. You do that at your I, house. I wear the I you wear, wear di- the Darth I wear different masks. Oh, you wear different masks. Yeah, yeah. yeah but yeah. see, Bobby, I wear a mask yeah. that and, and she does. She doesn't know that it's you. <laughs> I mean, she it's might. A it's a he. It's, it's not a he. <laughs> fool. If, she, if she knows that it's you, man, that doesn't count. Oh, okay. So, Bobby, you don't. You they can't get away with that today in today's Me Too Me Too movement. They couldn't do this deception type of scene. I, I don't think so. And they even had a problem with us putting the cameras in the sorority house ceiling. Oh. You know? Oh, yeah, I guess they would. Yeah, right, right? Yeah, I was wondering, if there, are, were there any recent uh, social justice warriors that have come out 
uh, to complain about these things in the film? Well, you know, uh, Jericho uh, called me, and I didn't take the call. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's the sorority house pie. You remember that of scene, Of course right? I do. Uh, pie, pie, pie. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, uh, just, a, just a little... Um, just a little uh, trivia for you, Robert. We, I've had um, Curtis Armstrong on the show before to promote his appearance oh, of have? another How con, and he wasn't keen on um, dropping his catchphrase. Does that surprise oh, you? Really? Yeah, the "We Got Bush." He was very hesitant to drop that catchphrase. Well, a lot of people uh, don't realize. Most people don't realize that Curtis Armstrong is a real intellectual. Wow. Oh. Uh, yeah, he is. Yeah. I mean, I did the Howard Stern show with him, and Howard had heard that he knew every, uh, I can't remember if it was Harry Nilsson or uh, Randy Newman, but it was one of those guys, he knew every everything that that guy ever published, and he even did the liner notes for the guy's record. Huh. So Howard wow. played like a millisecond of a song, and Curtis could name it. Wow. And he got 10 out of 10. Wow. So Curtis is in a whole other uh, hemisphere than I am. Wow. I mean, okay. he's actually smart. I just <laughs> pretend I'm smart. <laughs> well, he did play a principal on New Girl, so I guess uh, I guess that does kind of yeah, kind of kind of go. Well, also, he played a he played a lawyer on that show with Kara Sedgwick. Yes. Closer. Whoa. We hear some. Hey, did you hear that motorcycle? Uh, I did. Oh, dude. I thought that was you passing gas. I got scared there for a second. I I thought maybe that pastrami was a cabbage. Just coming Jesus out. Christ! No, man, that that guy was on the rear wheel. Wow! Damn. So, yeah. so Robert. Um, wow, this is a reunion, man. Uh, yourself, Julia Montgomery, who played um, um Betty. one of the bad, yeah, Betty, right? Betty. Uh, uh, Donald Gibb, the ogre, Curtis Armstrong, who played Booger. Larry B. Yeah. Scott, Andrew Cassis, Lamar. Lamar, Lamar, yes, yeah. Lamar Luttrell from Lambda, yeah. Lambda, Lambda, of course, and Brian Toshi and Timothy Busfield. Wow. So, are are you yeah, in con- there, yeah? Are you in constant contact with a lot of these guys, or are you like going to be able con- to see them for the I'm first in time? Contact. I'm in constant contact with most of them. Uh, I'm not in contact with Anthony Edwards. And when we do the uh, sequel to Revenge of the Nerds. We're going to have the Anthony Edwards character stuck in Russia, a la Snowden. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you alluded to it. Has there been talk of any more new iterations of Revenge of the Nerds? Yeah, it came out last week. If you Google it, Revenge of the Nerds sequel, there's two uh, relatively minor uh, entities that have said that we're coming out with a sequel. Now, it's possible that everybody I meet I say there's going to be a sequel. One of those people talk to these people, or it's actually true. Okay. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. We'll have to take that for what what it's worth. We'll have to take that for what it's worth. (laughs) (laughs) But anything that involves a sequel. I I think. I I think it's in the in the uh, in the in the the era that we're in right now. The uh, the central theme of the sequel is that there's a uh, hackathon in Las Vegas. And it's nerds versus jocks. And, of course, the jocks are representing the government because oh, they want to wow. get the best hackers, <laughs> and the nerds want to keep them from getting that. So I think it's a perfect a perfect time to do that movie. Oh, that's Absolutely. fantastic, Bobby. Absolutely. Now, yeah. now, no, it, and yeah, tell yeah. them, incidentally, you and I have 
IT backgrounds. Yes, right? yes. You're, 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 a, I, you're I, an I, IT aficionado, I, I right? I am. I am a technology yeah. aficionado. I, I am so. not an IT aficionado, but I can tell you this, Johnny Alonzo. That, that card that you gave me that gets me into the pool yeah. at the uh, Sports' Lodge, uh-huh. it works. <laughs> <laughs> they haven't deactivated it yet, have Yeah, they? very good. Not yet, man. <laughs> now, I told you, man. Yeah, he's got the lifetime That's pool card. I gave, nice. I gave him one. I love it. I got, so, yeah, Bobby, yeah, we got to go back, man. I mean, that was a blast the last time you and I were hanging into the Sportsman's Lodge. <laughs> well, last time I went there with the card you gave me, the worst-looking chick was an ace. <laughs> this is true. It's true. That's how it is in Los Angeles, man. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. A, Balt, you know, a Baltimore 10 is like... You know, a seven in L.A., right? Oh, that's more five. like a five. Yeah. <laughs> a negative five. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I did a, I did a play once in, in Baltimore, uh, and there were some pretty hot chicks, man. I was there down are. by the, uh, yeah. you know, by the aquarium. Oh, and, yeah, down uh, in the Inner Harbor area, man. Yeah, yeah dude. Yeah, yeah, they, they were cooking, man. Yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah, we were also mentioned. We mentioned uh, below uh, Bill Tillman and the Outlaws. We were just talking about you. On yes, I guess we could segue to the Bill Tillman. Of yeah, course. First of all, um, how did you get involved, uh, Bobby? Of course, one of your first uh, films uh, was The Cowboys, which is a western, and ironically comes full circle um, for Bill Tillman. Yeah, well, that was the thing that frustrated me about Bill Tillman is they wouldn't let me get on a horse, <laughs> and that kind of bummed me out. Yeah, right. But uh, the way I got into it was an actor named. Darby Hinton was, you know, he was in cahoots with the producer, writer, director, uh, uh, Wayne Shipley. Uh-huh. Yes. And I read it, and I didn't hate it. And, uh, <laughs> didn't hate it, I love it. No, but I said, what the hell, Johnny Alonso's in it? I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> You're that was, awesome. <laughs> that was a selling point, I guess. Totally. Working with Paisan here. He went Paisan. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> So how do you like your experience? Right, you guys. shot you shot in uh, West Virginia, uh, quite a bit. That's what that's where they said we were. I have no idea. <laughs> 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 well, we can ask you. We can ask you the question. Did sure. you see a brother and sister holding hands, <laughs> walking down the street? No, but I, no, but I saw uh, an aunt. And her nephew holding hands. <laughs> well, okay. Then you were in West Virginia. Actually, Bobby, okay, we, we, we were shooting in Escondido. <laughs> <laughs> no, and I went to a bar one time, and I saw this really hot chick, man, and she smiled, and I said, wow, nice tooth. <laughs> You're terrible. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so so uh, Western, is, is that a genre that you love? Is that a genre you hold near and dear to your heart? What, the Western? Yeah. Oh, yeah, man. You get to ride horses. You get to shoot guns. You get to mate with whores. Yes, there's <laughs> a lot of whores, a lot of brothels, Lots right? Lots of brothels. Koki, you're oh, familiar yeah. with brothels, right? I am. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Hey, I got, a, I got a quote. Is this on an FCC-controlled channel? Can I No, swear? you can say whatever the say whatever F you want. Yeah, anything you want, bro. Okay. Burt Reynolds said to me once, if it flies, fucks, or floats, rent it. <laughs> I love it. Nice. That's great, Robert. That's awesome, bud. Unfortunately, I think that's what killed him. So. <laughs> yeah, it did actually. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, boys. I'm gonna go back to my dinner. Enjoy okay, it. One Enjoy more thing it. before you go, Robert. As you know, um, uh, Quentin Tarantino produced an amazing film, Once Upon, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I was just curious what yeah. your thoughts were working with him on Django Unchained. 
he is the most uh, excited director I've ever worked with. He's like a little kid that got his favorite Tonka toy. I mean, he just, he's totally like a pig in shit, man. He is <laughs> so happy when he's on the set. I love it. That's great to hear. Well, we don't want to hold you up, Robert. If you could, before we let you go, let us know who you are. Cut a promo for us. Let us know who you are. Um, maybe throw out some of your best projects. I mean, we love Lewis from Avenger the Nerds. If you can maybe throw out a catchphrase of, of Lewis's and let us know you're on Below the Belt show, that would be awesome. Well, the catchphrase for Lewis is, it's going to be a great year. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Can you please tie that all in? Let us know who you are, your best characters, and you're on Below the Belt Show and throw that catchphrase in. That would be amazing. Okay. I think possibly one of my best roles was Louis, Louis Skolnick in Revenge of the Nerds, Bob Younger in The Long Riders, Slim Honeycutt in The Cowboys, and, of course, let me think here. Ah, uh, Frank James and Bill Tillman and the Outlaws. You're listening to Below the Covers? What the fuck are we on? <laughs> <laughs> All right, we do that one more time. The show's Below the Belt Show, but if you could, in the beginning, say, I'm Bobby Carradine, or I'm Robert Carradine, and then go into the characters, and then say you're on Below the Belt. Below the what? Below, Below the, the Belt. Below the Belt. Below the Belt. Okay, you got yeah. it. You got to be. Hey, y'all. This is Bobby Carradine. I'm out here in Hollywood. California, and I'm talking to Below the Belt, and I'm supposed to tell you guys that my favorite roles were Lewis in Revenge of the Nerds, Bob Younger in The Long Riders, Slim Honeycutt in The Cowboys, and Frank James in Bill Tillman and the Outlaws, co-starring Johnny Alonzo. Yeah. Y'all take it easy. You're listening to Below the Belt. And one, and one more <laughs> laugh from Lewis. Yeah. <laughs> Nice. That was the nice. best, Bobby. Nice. You're the Bobby, greatest. Thank you so much for calling in. Okay, I love you guys. You love you too, man. I'll call. I'll call you tomorrow, Bobby. Thank you. Enjoy your food. Okay, All right, brother. Okay, bye. Bye bye. Bye bye. How awesome! How awesome is he? <laughs> he he had the awesome. He really should try some Jewish corned beef at one point. <laughs> when, when, I mean, when, when I see him in no, Studio just, City, just take him out to a Jewish you, dog. You heard him. He no. still has my Sportsman's Lodge pool card. All right. And he said it still works. Oh, I'll buy him so some pastrami on Ryan. Buy, right. buy him some yeah. kosher pastrami. Perfect. Take him to the pool place, <laughs> and you can look at some teenagers. So Pie's going to hang out for a little bit. <laughs> Absolutely. I got a bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The old man has we'll got back to us. more Hollywood news. Absolutely. Uh, we'll take a break a little bit. Sounds um, good. <laughs> wow. I don't, I don't think anyone else in the room is a Walking Dead fan, but I am a huge Walking Dead fan. Episode 2 of Season 10. Guys, we found out the origin of how Beta and Alpha met in the zombie apocalypse. Uh-oh. And it was a very inter- interesting, interesting episode. Um, you know, you get the backstory of how they got trapped in a building together, how they named each other Alpha and Beta. And from the skin that Beta wears, this is actor Ryan Hurst, he wears the Walker skin on his face. We find out it's his best friend. Oh. So, uh, which is a little Ooh. creepy in the zombie apocalypse, but that's who he is um, and uh, we got a little more of the taste in the current timeline with a new antagonist of the whispers named Gamma 
played by actress Thora Birch. Who doesn't love Thora Birch? You might remember her from American Beauty. I remember her. Yes. Of course I and do. And a lot of yes. her films. She actually took a break from Hollywood, and she's she? back. Really? Uh, on The Walking Dead. Yeah, she took a little Very bit of cool. a break. Yeah. What, the one shooting in Virginia? Um, No, this is the main show in the Atlanta show that shows in Georgia. Okay, yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, the one okay. in um, one in Virginia. Yeah, that's going to be a force to be reckoned with. The third spin-off so? series. You yeah, think so? I think so. Okay, okay. Good. I think it's really strong. So we're dealing with young and uh, young protagonists. Right. So it's a little bit different. Right. Um, so well, what's it called now, it, then? So this is interesting. The, the series is still yet to be titled. Oh, so they have, have a title yet. Yeah, they don't uh, even have a title yet. So they had a panel and trailer debut at New York Comic Con, which we were in attendance. Yes, 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 yes. And um, we still do not know what this third series will be called. For real. Not, you worked on that. I worked, yeah, I guess I could say I worked one day, but that's you all did. I can say. Yeah, okay, that's all that's I all can, can say. say. All but yeah, can hopefully, say. Um, you know, I will be on set. Hopefully more, I hope so. Yeah, I so, um, but yeah, the episode was great. You bounced back from past and present. Um, we, we saw Thor Birch's version of of uh, Gamma. As you know, there's an alpha, a beta, and a gamma because, yes. as you know, these whispers are really weird yeah. and they're not really, you know, they want to be... Uh, refer themselves in these uh, odd names, which of course, <laughs> you know, they're an odd group. <laughs> so, uh, which is very fitting. So, yeah, um, we're gonna see, I guess, a tenth of the Whisper War um, coming up uh, this Sunday. So, cool. um, looking forward to that. Um, if you're a fan of Marvelous Miss Maisel season three, uh, the uh, trailer just dropped. As you know, that show's been winning tons yes. of Emmys. Yes. Um, you know, Rachel Brosnan won, which she got upset um, by um, Phoebe Waller-Bridge for Fleabag. I haven't seen Fleabag yet, but I heard it is a really good series. Um, Phoebe Waller-Bridge, as you know, she hosted Saturday Night Live recently. Um, she's a British actress. Okay. But yeah, everyone, I'm not too familiar with her. Everyone thought it was going to be either Julia Louis-Dreyfus for Veep because it was her final season. Final she, season. Know, she took a break from dealing with breast cancer. She right. came back for the final know, season. Or it was going to be Rachel Brosnan was the winner last year, but Phoebe Waller-Bridge came out of nowhere. Out of nowhere. One, one best Actress in a comedy series. Totally floored people. Like, what yeah, the hell is like, this about? Really? Yeah, like, really? Nobody's ever even heard of the show. Yeah, no. Like, yeah. I, like, I, like I said, I'm not even familiar with it. The first time I heard about the actress and the show was watching the Emmys. Watching the Emmys. Yeah. <laughs> I was in my, yeah, I was in my hotel no um, before I had to be on set in uh, Virginia for that UPS uh Commercial Congratulations on that yeah. again, Thank dude. you. I appreciate yeah, that. Yeah, dude. That's why I got my packages late that day. <laughs> That's probably why. <laughs> probably why. I'm sorry, Koki. Yeah. <laughs> Won't happen again. <laughs> uh, let's see. Um, so, as you know, Apple TV is doing... Um, they want to do content. Yeah, right. they're doing streaming content, as you know. Octavia Spencer is getting a TV crime drama, um, which is called Truth Be Told, um, starring opposite Aaron Paul. I know you're a Breaking Bad fan. He's all right. He's yeah. Like, did you, know, you watch a... uh, El Camino? I did Breaking not. Bad uh, movie. No. Okay. No. okay. I'm sure that's on no. your to watch list. I'm sure. Possibly. Yeah. But um, Aaron Paul will be working with Octavia Spencer. Um, also, um, Lizzie Kaplan, Elizabeth Perkins, Michael. I did Beach. work with her though. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Elizabeth yeah. Did you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Nice. Michael Beach. With her and Kevin Bacon. Oh, sweet. Nice. What, pro- what project was that? Uh, the something. That truth about cats, cats and dogs. Oh, truth about cats. Oh, yeah, truth about cats. cats. You worked with, you worked yeah, with that? Nice. Nice. I was at the time that I did the scene, I was in the trailer with Elizabeth Perkins getting, we were getting our hair done at the same time. Oh, you were in the hair. And they sprayed the shit out of my hair and I, I was like, <laughs> God damn, now I know what a bug feels like. She's yeah. laughing. She's like, oh, that's really funny. You're so cute. And I'm like, you're so hot. And 
<laughs> you know. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, Elizabeth Perkins said you were hot. No, I said that to her. Oh, okay, okay, her. <laughs> in my head. Oh, I get it, I get it, I get it. That's <laughs> funny, actually. Um, also, Jason Sudeikis is coming to Apple TV, uh, bringing his Ted Lasso character. Cool, man. Um, he will be a writing and executive producing. He plays an idealist, idealistic all-American football coach hired to manage an English football club despite having no soccer coaching experience at all. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, also, HBO uh, will be adapting a Claire Lombardi novel, The Most Fun We Ever Had. Cookie, what's the most fun you ever had? Recently yeah. or just oh, in, in general? general? In general. Hmm. <laughs> I think it's a loaded question. I As he know. looks at That's me. I mean, don't look at me for an answer. <laughs> I would hope it's with a female. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Let's no, hope it, so. It, it was. I'll lie for you then. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. It, it was, but I, I think that Johnny had something to you know, oh, introduce me to. I know exactly you know, that, oh, what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. But I don't know. I, I can't. I, there's not one pivotal moment. I can okay, say that's that. fair. Really a pie? Do you have a oh, too, many, too, yeah. many, too, too many, many, too many, too many, too many, too many to Yeah. Okay. Well, anyways, yeah. this series stars Amy Adams and Laura Dern. Um, they're also starring and executive producers of it. Hmm. It's a multi generational saga spanning half a century. The story follows four sisters, each uh, struggling to exist in the shadow of their own parents. Idyllic marriage wow. whose lives are complicated by the unexpected return of the son. One of them gave them up for adoption 15 years Oh, wow. Earlier. That's kind of a cool storyline. Yeah, line. so that should be pretty cool. Oh. You might be interested in this pie on HBO Max, which, as you Max. know, HBO is – they want to be a streaming platform – I know. Separate yeah. from the main network. From the main, right. Which could be a little confusing, but they, I guess they want to compete with Netflix and have other content as well. Can't blame them, but, but isn't it going to be just kind of like HBO? Yeah, it's, regu- just, yeah, it's, it's like regular HBO. Exactly. That's but, what I mean. Um, this is Grease, <laughs> Rydal High. Oh, you're a kidding. Spin-off you're kidding. From the musical series of the 78 original movie Grease. Now we're talking. Yeah, that's, you see, exactly. I, I do. Thank <laughs> you. That's all me. You knew you would like all, In yeah, fact, I was talking it. to somebody about Grease 3, which never happened. It's a yeah. big joke. And Grease 3 would take place in the 80s. That was the big joke. Yeah. Wow, that's so cool though, <laughs> so, man. Yes, it's a, a spin-off of the musical series. Of course, it's a pop culture phenomenon for yeah, every generation. Yes, it, it had a hell of a soundtrack. Yeah, dude. Olivia yeah. Newton-John, John of course, Travolta. Travolta. Of course, you all? interviewed Olivia Newton-John. I, I, yes, yes, I did. Actually, she's, no, she's dealing with uh, some cancer. Breast so, cancer. It's really, uh, really, really. Hope I actually stay in touch with her on Twitter. We really hope yeah. that she recovers. I, I hope she goes in remission because I know she's bad. So, so speaking of hotter, older women, what is what is the number? That you guys would stop at if having sex with an older woman. Is there like a number? Would you? Twenty-five. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> That's just okay. going in form. All right. No, I mean, no, honestly, the no, older no. they are, the more famous they have to be. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. I'll date so, Noel back. She's so, like fucking, you know, what, you know. Yeah, so, like Elizabeth so like, Hurley, who's fifty. Dude, no problem with that. No problem. But yeah. I'm saying, yeah. but like, you know, to what to settle like, down with or just no, just around I'm with. Just with your bang, you know. I mean, Olivia Newton John's seventy. I mean, you know, she's is she, is she you know seventy. You, she's about seventy. She's actually really and, pretty. And she is recently, really pretty. yeah. Recently, I, I, I think on CBS Sunday Morning, she actually put on her old suit or no, pants no, from no, no, no. from Greece. Yeah, from Greece, Come and on. she still she had them. She mm-hmm. tried them on for like Gail King, black the black pants. She tried them on. I swear to God, she fit in them. She's probably sucking her gut in. Yeah, a but whatever. Bit. How'd she look? But she 
She looked great. She looked great. Yeah, yeah Olivia Newton John so, always looks great. So I'm yeah. saying, would you know, would that be? You well, know, as Pi just like, said, you know, I mean, yeah, it has to be like more of the celebrity status at that point, you know. <laughs> Seriously, I ain't but she looked like, good when we interviewed you, right? Oh my God, are you kidding? Yeah. When I interviewed Olivia Newton-John, she was yeah. still radio Gaga gorgeous. <laughs> God, yeah, like I said, you know, isn't Jane Fonda? She's got to be in her 70s. Jane so Fonda still right? looks good too. Actually, so, I mean, I'm just saying, some of these Madonna's in her 60s. I think you can't go wrong with Madonna. I mean, that ultra mega star you know i ain't dating some old bat that's got nothing going on man. i'm I mean, not saying that, that right. but let's say right. okay we'll keep it on the star level but would that be some would you i mean yeah. Yeah. 70 years old i mean you know that's that's a little you know like, yeah, yeah, yeah but a hot older woman she knows how to ride I mean, your see, pony there's just a few there's a few She's still hot. Six, I just saw sixties. She's still hot. Okay. Yeah, yeah, so I, I just want to I just want to make yes. sure I wasn't fucking crazy. No, 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 you're not. Because I'm looking at some of these women. I'm like, eh, I would probably do it. So yeah, of course yeah, there's yeah. women that haven't aged as well. Like, oh, God. Um, as you know, Tom Cruise's uh, co-star um, Kelly McGillis from Top Gun. <laughs> in fact, she will not be in the 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 sequel. The sequel, no. Uh, she won't be in the sequel, as you she's know. She's too but, uh, big. But she she didn't age as gracefully no, as Tom did. She, she Tom, did. that yeah, Scientology, but, man, it's keeping Scientology and plastic but, surgery. Yeah, yeah he had yeah. he had some <laughs> things done, that. and he yeah. does Botox and all yeah, that. Stuff. And all right. that yeah, facelifts yeah. and stuff. Yeah, it's so. also genetic too, man. But you know. he probably has good genetics. Yeah, that's what he's and the Scientology. You know, he's got alien. Blood, hey, blood, he's got alien blood, blood, blood going, blood, so, or yeah. glowing a- in the dark alien blood. semen. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know well. about yeah. that. Yeah. But yeah, okay, maybe. <laughs> well, it's Tom Cruise. Oh, he probably man. does. Probably, yeah. Okay, I know yeah. you're a Saturday Night Live fan, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So Pete yeah. Davidson's finally returned after two apps. That's right. what I. Heard. As you know, he's been filming the Suicide Squad film, the James Gunn a sequel. They are actually calling it a sequel because they do have some of the characters coming back, but it's just going to be simply called the Suicide Squad. Right. The Suicide the Squad. The Suicide Squad, yeah. yeah. So he was in Atlanta. But he came back yeah. with a weekend update report um, with Colin Jost. And uh-huh. it was so funny because... Uh, joking about his car. They joking right. about his car. Yeah. Pete Davidson said the funniest line. He said, you know what happens in Joker movie, right? And he's alluding to a talk show that the Joker was on. Oh, so if Colin Jost makes fun of him, hey, it's a spoiler alert, but he might get, <laughs> he might get shot in the head is what he was alluding to. That's funny. So they also did a really cool uh, Joker parody with the Grouch, Oscar the Grouch, instead oh. of the Joker. And that was, uh, of course, the ty- the Grouch character was played by, by, their host. by David Harbour, right. as you know from Stranger Things. <laughs> yes. And, yeah, and, yes. And Hellboy. And Hellboy. And right. Hellboy. Yes. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Great actor, man. He's, yep. he's a really nice guy. I got to chat with him at the uh, Screen Actors Guild Awards. Of course, Camila Cabello paid tribute to Madonna and her musical performance, um, which is really cool. Are you a fan of Camila Cabello? I, I like her. Yeah, she's, she's a good artist. Good artist. Yeah. Pretty yeah. girl. Yeah, cutie patootie, right? Totally. Yeah, very gorgeous girl. How old's Madonna again? <laughs> 60, Sixty, I think. Is Madonna on that list? Yeah, Madonna. Yeah. Well, she, she, she'd she'd definitely be on my list. Absolutely, okay. yeah. You know what? I'm curious how Betty um, Betty looks. Um, um, the co-star of, of uh, Bobby Carradine from Revenge of the Nerds. Oh, yeah, yeah. She's yeah. going to be in that... that uh, yeah, I'm, I'm wondering how she chiller, held right? up over all these years. I haven't seen her. She was a complete snack she back in the UK. Well, it might be your time to, to have a little well, snack attack. I, I yeah, think yeah. we're going we're gonna to find out when we We're going to find out when we go to Jersey. Yeah, dude. When are you going to Jersey? When we interview the nerds. When are you doing that? The nerds in, what, two weeks? Yeah, yeah, the 26th. Saturday, the 26th. Yeah, you want to come? I'd like to come and show up there. Here we go. I'm going to buy your buddy Bobby a fucking sandwich. <laughs> 
Get him a pastrami sandwich. I'm going to get him a pastrami sandwich. This is going to be Jewish deli, right? I probably will. Okay, good. So as you know, we... We have to deal with the sad, untimely passing of Luke Perry, and Riverdale just aired yeah, its uh, season premiere, and as you know, they actually wrote Luke Perry's character off on Riverdale. As you know, he played the dad right. um, of, was it Archie? Was it Archie's dad? Yes. So so how they wrote him out was, was pretty sad. They wanted him to go out in a very heroic way. So he mm. actually rescued a woman from who was about to be hit by a car, pushed yeah. her out of the way, and then he and ended he up getting gets, hit. Yeah. yeah, and the woman was played by none other than Shannon Doherty. Really? So look at this 9 oh, right. tie-in, which that. is crazy. No, What's more ironic that they didn't let Shannon Doherty die. That's kind of really <laughs> Well, ironic. I mean, they. <laughs> this is what happened in the story, and of course you can't reenact the scene with the actor. He was trying to be smart about it. He was being smart. But I, I got what yeah. you're saying, Koki. Yeah, that's, I think that's a little too soon. <laughs> but anyways... But we have it's in the, of course, you know how easy is it to portray sadness and and portraying the scene of 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 your TV dad dying when he actually died in real life. Yeah, that's really sad. So um, I mean, right. talk that, about I apologize. I shouldn't have said that. The right. sappiest. Right. Should I should have said God should have taken Shannon Doherty. Yeah. That's what oh, I should have said. Are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So Archie's dad, Fred, the character, um, has always been of a moral um, a moral center of the show. This sure. Year. Describe him as one good parent in Riverdale, the best influence on Archie. Um, he's got dignity, honor, and really good values, and Archie does too. You know, obviously because so, he's the father. So yeah. Luke Perry father, was father, sick Archie. for a while, or was that what happened? Yeah. So uh, Luke had um, he had a stroke. Yeah. Luke had a very unexpected, untimely stroke. Yeah. So unfortunately, I think after the stroke, he was rushed to the hospital. I think he was unresponsive. Hmm. And that was it. That's terrible. And that he was only in his early 50s. Yeah, 52. That meth. 52, oh, right? Man. That crystal No, meth. no co- co- <laughs> you, you don't want to speculate, man. You don't want to do that. That cocaine. Cocaine, <laughs> come on. That's not appropriate, man. That is not appropriate at all. <laughs> that that Ritalin. <laughs> oh, my God. Here we go. Here we go. Those Percocets. Oh, my God. Oh, so, go. um, so, speed. so Jennifer Aniston pretty much broke Instagram Oh, she's recently. on that list, by the way. She, oh, okay. she's on... Dude, oh, dude, 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 dude. Jennifer Aniston's hot, man. Come on. <laughs> well, she's Come she's on. fifty. Yeah. No, she's like late fifties, isn't she? No, no she's, she's only. Oh, 50. I thought she was older than that. She's, okay, the then, she's the youngest of the friends. Then you know what? She's, she's perfect. She's, <laughs> perfect. she's the youngest of friends. So okay. she just joined Instagram, and she has one post, and it's a selfie of all of her friends cast. Oh, isn't that cool? Lisa Kudrow, Courtney Cox, Matthew Perry, David Schwimmer, so, Matt LeBlanc. So LeBlanc. the public is pushing for a reunion of they the show. They are pushing big time. And. They've all I said think they, 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 they need w- to do it. They should. They've all said they, the timing hasn't been right. I just saw this on I Entertainment Tonight. I think the timing tonight. is perfect. It, Reboots are hot right now. Look are. at the success of 90210, yeah. which we talked about the show. I thought it was great. Yeah, I liked they, it. I know. I you're it. a fan. You're a fan. The, the image got 2.4 million likes, and Jennifer Aniston's Instagram, only one post. Wow. I mean, they brought Will and wow. Grace. Wow. One they post, even yeah. brought Will and Grace back for you. You should be just, <laughs> Yeah, they did. There you go. That's doing well. Yeah, you're right. 
But as you know, Friends, friends is leaving either. Netflix because um, they're right. actually going to go to the NBC streaming platform. As you know, NBC owns the rights to Friends. Netflix had the deal at first, but it will be leaving Netflix. So if you want to catch up on Friends on Netflix, you sure I want to watch you it. You sure now. not the new HBO platform? You know, it, it, I think it's going to the NBC streaming. I know, I'm yeah. with you. I'm but no, yeah, HBO yeah, wants, yeah. wants a piece of that pie, it too. It makes no sense to me, man. Yeah. <laughs> so this is a reality show I think you would enjoy, Pie. This What's is interesting. That? So this is called... Um, <laughs> it's called Flirty. Perfect. Okay. Flirty Dancing. <laughs> Flirty Dancing. <Okay>. Perfect. <laughs> so it's hosted by our girl Jenna Doolin. Oh, As you yeah. know, she was at part of the Step Up uh, yes. you know, cast. The, who had, cast was at Gardell's? At the Gardell's party. Yes, right? yes, yes, yes. So it will be um, based on the UK series of the same name. And basically, it's a blind date to test romantic chemistry by having two people dance together. Oh, wow. Without saying a word to each other. Really? They'll dance together without saying a word and see if that's a match. Well, what kind of dance? Um, I guess they'll they'll they'll, they'll go through all kinds of dances. Can maybe you show chemistry tango, between like two people like square salsa, dancing? <laughs> you know, uh, you could maybe could dom- you? maybe domino dancing. Domino domino dancing. Maybe, I don't know what kind of dancing would be. <laughs> Line dome. dancing. <laughs> finger <laughs> dancing. Yeah. How about finger dancing? Finger dancing. Finger dancing. <laughs> <laughs> That's where you just have your fingers go back and forth. <laughs> not what I was thinking. Like, oh no, my like, God. like this, up and down. Finger, oh, you know, my God. Like this. I didn't mean like this, like yeah. in and out, finger dance. Although well, that's fun, too. Too funny, but Jenna doing complete baby. Oh, oh Jesus. God. Uh, yeah, she is Radio Gaga gorgeous. Radio Gaga gorgeous. So she'll be the host of this new oh, flirty dancing Flirty show. dancing. When does um, that take off? Uh, it's going to be um, coming up on um, this winter on Fox. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I'll keep an so eyes open. Sometime for it. in the winter. Um, and, and, holidays. And, yeah. Speaking of Gaga, I think for you, Lady Gaga's too old because she's thirty now. So yeah, I know. Yeah. Oh, no, she's yeah. an exception because she's already she's famous. A, she's so. But yeah, yeah she's but, famous. But, she's got a lot of money. She's got a big career. Guess what? She's perfect. Okay. <laughs> there's, right. there's a celebrity. I'll uh, look for that sugar mama. Yeah. No, there's bro. a celebrity outline. Definitely. 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 So the nominations of the upcoming Rock and Roll Hall of Fame has just been announced. As you know, I got to attend last year to see the Radiohead, yes, The Cure, the Cure. Death yes. Leopard, yes. Stevie Nicks and, and inducted, and which Cure, is amazing. The Cure awesome. is coming out with new music, too. And The Cure is There's launching coming. a new album, which I'm yeah. really excited. I think wow. they have three new albums in the works, if I'm not mistaken. Actually. Uh, I haven't heard about three, oh, really? but I know about one. Yep. But you want to hear yeah. who's nominated this year? Nine Inch Nails. Right. Uh, Notorious B.I.G., Whitney Houston, Pat Benatar, which I think is long overdue. Yeah. Dave Matthews Band, which is the first year they're eligible. Okay. All right. Depeche Mode, again. Again, I was going to say they, they were already nominated. But yeah. not got, yeah, not yeah, got they didn't win. win. Yeah. The Doobie Brothers, Judas Priest, Kraftwerk, they've been nominated Jesus for Christ, a long Kraftwerk. time. Jesus Christ, Kraftwerk. MC5, Motorhead, nice. Nine Inch Nails, nice. Rufus featuring Shaka Khan, Todd Rundgren, Soundgarden, T-Rex, and Thin Lizzy. Really? So, yeah, um... Man, I mean, obviously, I'd love to see Nine Inch Nails in Depeche Mode. Of course, I, mean, I do Pat Benatar in Depeche Mode. And yeah. Pat Benatar. Yeah. I like to see those. Those three. are my three. Those are three. You can get yeah. rid of uh, Thin Lizzy. Seriously. And and Notorious B.I.G. See, that's an interesting one. As you know, he only had one studio album. He passed away, but he left such an indelible mark in hip hop. Well, he did. He did. Um, is he arguably <coughs> suitable for yes. Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Yes. Okay, based yes. on that. And so is Judas Priest with Ron Halford. Yeah. Man. Come on, man. Uh, Tupac Shakur? I mean, I know you're biased. In. He's already in. Uh, oh, Tupac's already in? He's already in. I didn't know yeah. he was already in. I believe okay. he is. Yes. Wow. Yeah. Okay, there you go. Yep. All right. So we'll find out what happens um, as nominations. Well, they'll announce who, who will be inducted yeah. when, in January. In January. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. 
right. in January. And the actual Hall of Fame induction will be in March. Cool, man. So we'll see. If the patch mode is in, uh, I might have to uh, make We might one. just have to make a trip out yeah, there. <laughs> it's not that far. Your from band, we're going to nominate your band. Yeah, from the old days. The old days. Yeah, right? man. The unknown. We can we could do like we should do a, a local rock and roll thing. <laughs> there you go. That will be yeah. the first ones to win. You and you great. and uh, Kelly Bell, the Kelly Bell band. <laughs> Kelly <laughs> Bell band. I remember Kelly That'd Bell. That'd be interesting. Um, <laughs> celebrity gossip news. Uh, so Kubu Gooding Jr. pled not guilty for two counts of forcible touching and two counts of third degree sexual Jesus assault. Christ, here we go again. Um, during the arraignment in Manhattan uh, just yesterday. I know. I saw and that as you know, yeah. yes, the the Me Too movement is still in full effect. So apparently he's been accused of groping a woman's breast while intoxicated at town nightclub, made sexually suggest- suggestive remarks, and and groped her ass. So um, prosecutors uh, also note that in the indictment they have received 12 ad- additional accusations from other women yeah, that date guess. far as back of 2001. Really? Wow. So, now I felt bad for Kubo because he's well, a really nice guy. Got he's to, a nice guy. I got he's to meet him at um, Vandal um, Restaurant and Nightclub in New York in okay. Manhattan. And we ch- talked because I was actually about to interview his TV son oh. from The People versus O.J. Simpson. Very and cool. he actually grabbed my phone and we did a video together. I don't know if you remember that. No, I don't remember. Uh, oh, no, I do. Did, yes, but I, yes, do. I yes. do. But I asked him, Kubo. For the record, do you think O.J.'s guilty or not? Because uh, as you know, he was playing O.J. Simpson. Right, he's like, right, right. I can't I answer that, it. and I'll tell you why. Because you should never villainize a character there that you you're are. playing. Which there you is are. Just to dance I remember saying that. that. You all forget so, the nuances of the character. Yeah. Which I thought was a, 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 a but, good way to avoid answering that Eva, he felt O.J. was guilty. Yeah, right. If he did, if he did. Yeah. Right, if so, he did, if he did. So he grabbed your phone, but not your ass, right? So no, he no, he's, he's right, into okay. women. He's very okay. much into women. So what you're saying is he listened to too much R. Kelly... And got himself uh, into trouble, know. right? Oh, R. Kelly. Oh, right. you know, he's no. his own entity. Okay. <laughs> well, Hawkeye, Jeremy Renner, in trouble too, man. Apparently his ex-wife is ac- accusing him of threatening to kill her. What? Can you believe this? What's the matter with these people? Yeah. So this well, well, is, well uh, the Joker movie's getting some f- f- uh, hit backs from one so of maybe the... Uh, Haw- maybe it's Hawkeye's turn, right? Is that what you're saying? The, the, no, I'm saying that there's a, uh, a track in the film mm-hmm. when Joker's walking down the steps. Right. The... the uh, person that had that song wrote the song who gave you know sold his rights to a, mm-hmm. a, a different mm-hmm. uh, group mm-hmm. he was he was uh, he's locked up for child uh, predatory uh, no touching wow. in England in so England. yeah oh, so okay. so the movie production company is getting a bunch of shit for oh, it so, okay. yeah. Jesus. well so Terrible. this woman um, Sonny Sony uh, Pacheco made the claims in a filing submitted um, during their battle uh, for their custody of their daughter Ava. Um, apparently, Pacheco had um, also an alleged nanny overheard Jeremy Renner said he was going to visit Pacheco's house to kill her and himself because it was better that Ava had no parents than to have Sonny as a mother. Can you believe that? <laughs> to kill her and then kill himself and saying that's better for the daughter. That's uh, insane. These allegations are crazy. Yeah, that, that's insane. That's so, totally insane. I don't know. I mean, the nanny overheard it, so that's a third party. So that where things get really and you know Jeremy Renner's at the peak of his like you know his career right now and this is definitely not something that will help a situation that's for sure you know I don't know but um um and Jane Fonda did you hear she got arrested in DC 
No. Yes, Kate Blanchett. 81 years old, Jane Fonda. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, she's 81. Okay, she's 81. Is, is that, is, All right. Maybe we have to draw Jane? the line. Jane? We didn't have to draw the line. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I you know what? Octogenarian? What do you say, Pi? Uh, you know, okay, that's a good question. I mean, look, she, she doesn't look that bad. Jane has held up in her own. She's 80s, held up in her own, but yeah. I mean, 81, though, you got to think about this for a second. Well, you you have yeah. to block the number out of your head. Okay, if you block the number out of your head, yeah, yeah, she's a celebrity. She's I mean, sh- if you can go 30 years up, can you go 30 years down? I mean... <laughs> <laughs> you can always go 30 years down. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. From 50, guys. <laughs> right, it's below the belt. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, so, terrible. Jane Fonda was arrested... For what? For... Uh, for leading an activist demonstration on Capitol Hill. Oh, well, that makes demanding sense. Demanding <laughs> urgent action in climate change <laughs> crisis. Amid the protests, Fonda was arrested, handcuffed, and placed in a police van. Yeah. At 81 years old, doing these protests and getting handcuffed, it's just something you do not want to see senior citizens no, involved No, no, no. It's crazy, man. Yeah, but, you know, she shouldn't be doing that on the Hill either, if you yeah. ask me. Come on, man. You're 81, Jane. Come on. So um, just got a couple more things, but I'd like to take an interview break. Sure. And we'll be back here on Below the Belt Show. So as a part of our show click on this show, yes. I got to attend the Split Screens Festival. I know. So uh, I got to interview some great panels, and we're going to hear one of the panels right now uh, with actress Sanaa Latham and one of the uh, screenwriters of one of the episodes. Now, this is for... The reboot of the Twilight Zone. Yeah, so yes, cool, man. Yeah, yeah. So it's Jordan Peele's Twilight Zone. I talked yeah. to Cindy Latham. As you know, it's an anthology series. Right. So she stars in the premiere episode, and uh, Sanaa Latham and screenwriter Selwyn Hines. Uh, so I got to talk to them. That's so awesome. Um, yeah, at the Split Screens Festival. We'll be back here on BTB. Yeah, man. Guys, we're here with screenwriter Selwyn Hines of The Twilight Zone. Um, You excited to have this uh, episode uh, be displayed for this awesome audience here at the Split Screen Festival? It's exciting. You know, uh, Black and White is the classic Twilight Zone format. So to see uh, this episode and the kind of themes it tackles rendered in Black and White, uh, it's pretty special. Now, did you um, study any previous Twilight Zones? to kind of get a feel for what you wrote for this episode? Yeah, yes, you know, yes and no. I mean, I'm a, I'm an old school Twilight Zone fan, like so many of us. Uh, but what we did in the writers' room, uh, every now and again, if we were going to tackle a theme that had been explored before or a device, we would we would go take a look at, at those episodes. So Twilight Zone has dealt with time travel in a couple different stories. So uh, mm-hmm. we're just doing it a different way this time. Yeah, and I think it's a cool concept, time travel. So, yeah. But you have to tie a little bit of social issues in there as well, right? Yeah, you yeah. know, I mean, um, that's really the joy about science fiction and, fa- mm-hmm. and speculative storytelling in general. You know, yeah. it's, it's using the device of genre to take a look at the world. And uh, this is a topic, you know, police and racial relations that we knew we wanted to tackle during the course of the season. And uh, we just came up with the right show and the right story to do it. Right on. Now, did you consult uh, with Jordan with any of your uh, yeah, ideas? Yeah, yeah, Jordan. Jordan spends a lot, uh, uh, quite a bit of time, you know, mm-hmm. with the idea side of of, uh, of, of the game. Um, mm-hmm. Actually, a couple of the of the of the cool things in the episode are straight from Jordan's brain. Um, but oh, he was sweet. a really really fun guy to work with. Great collaborator. Oh, that's awesome. So, did yeah. you when you wrote it? Did you have uh, Sana in mind uh, to play that role? No, no, okay. no. You know, I just uh, mm-hmm. came up with this character, uh, uh-huh. Nina, and uh, when mm-hmm. I heard that Sana was casted, mm-hmm. I was so excited. I'm a big mm-hmm. fan of hers, and yes. um, she she uh, she she proved us all right. She did a fantastic job on it. 
Awesome. Well, someone can't wait to check yeah. out the, this great episode, yeah. which is on CBS All Access. CBS All Access. All episodes available All now. All available now yeah. and in black and white, so you can catch them both ways. Look at that. Isn't that cool? <laughs> Get the classic classic Twilight Zone in B&W and, of course, in high definition there color. You go. There you go. <laughs> so there thanks you. so much for talking with us. Click you. on this. Really appreciate yeah, it. Thank you. Thank you. All right, for that. All right. We're here at Actress Extraordinaire, Sana Latham, uh, one of the stars of Twilight Zone, Jordan Peele's yeah. reimagining yes. of the Twilight Zone. First of all, how how does it feel to be a part of such an epic, epic uh, series? It's amazing. I've, I've always been a fan of the Twilight Zone. Yes. And um, I think that Jordan Peele is one of the most exciting filmmakers out there mm -hmm. these days. And I love the fact that this episode is all about putting up a mirror to society. It's edge of your seat, thrilling and mm -hmm. um, you know, kind of intense and fun to watch. But at the same mm -hmm. time, it's dealing with some real issues that we deal with every day, unfortunately, still mm -hmm. in America. And that's, of course, uh, racial injustice and yes. police brutality. Yes. Yes. Um, so did those kind of issues um, come like near and dear to your heart in, in a way? Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, I yeah. I, I want them to change. Yeah. And um, I've always been a fan of um, entertainment that has a conscience. Right. Um, Twilight Zone was kind of one of the first of that kind. Right. You know, it was always you know, something that made you think. Even after, mm -hmm. there was always a moral question after the, the episode was over. Mm -hmm. It kind of would stay with you for a couple of days. And I feel like yeah. this incarnation of the series is doing the same thing. Wow, fantastic. And because of anthology series, you could probably do another episode as another character, right? I sure could. Yeah. Yeah, that would be great. I would love that. Completely different character. That would be fun. Yeah, that would be fun. Yeah. Now, what's it like working with Jordan? Was Jordan on set for your episode? He was not on set, okay. but I have met him, and mm -hmm. it was great. He's a, amazing. He's passionate and, and such a professional mm -hmm. and um, excited to be working with him on, on one of his projects. It's right on. Great. Another great project of yours, of course, Native Son at the yeah. Sundance Film Festival, which we yeah. got to talk to you on the red carpet. Um, how, overall, how did you, how did you uh, like your experience on that film? That was amazing. Mm. I, um, Rashid Johnson, I think, is a, a true visionary as an artist, as well yes. as now a filmmaker. And um, Ashton Sanders, who played Bigger, was, you know, phenomenal. So powerful and role, such yes. a, a, a kind, sensitive young man. And so mm -hmm. it was great. It was great to be a part of that, you know, classic as well. Right. And what other great projects do we have uh, coming up in Sanasa? Yeah. I, um, have the affair the affair yes, yes. which will be on showtime we don't know exactly when it's airing but it'll be the final season and i feel like it's some of the best writing on tv and i'm excited for people to see that awesome yeah well guys so now latham here twilight zone thank you a great episode you have to check out so more to come here to click on this thanks okay. so much thank you thank you blind melon all right guys we're back all right this is some cokey news so Elton John has been candid about his struggle with addiction, and now the singer's diving deeper into his relationship with the drug through his new memoir called Me. Um, he sat down with NBC's Harry Smith, and he talked about how the very first moment he was introduced to cocaine. He said, I saw someone doing cocaine, and I said, well, what is he doing? And he said, well, it makes you feel free. And I thought, hmm. I was always on the outside looking in as far as like school, and I was never a member of the gang with her, so I thought, I'm going to try that. And when he did that line, yeah. he actually threw up. He Get actually, out of here. No, yeah. he told the story oh, on that. No, no, he actually okay, threw so you, up. You read the so story then, okay. I, and, and then 
he went back for more and he yeah. threw up again and then he got you know and they Tom got, got addicted. Yeah, yeah. yeah, well, did he really yeah. throw up? He, that's what he said. Wow. Yeah. And um, of course he uh, admitted to abusing the drug, um, calling the 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 time the darkest period in his life. And it was not until his friend, dear friend Ryan White, passed away in April from AIDS. That John realized his own addiction was out of hand. Oh wow! So that's when I guess that was. Kind so of he, and it was interesting. He told the story of how he came up with the name Elton John. Right. Yeah. Right. I don't know if you know that story. I, don't know I think they were friends it. of his. They were both named Elton and oh, his other friend John, and and he came and combined their names together. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> really? That's how he came up with the yeah. name. Yeah. Wow, it's yeah. a great name. Yeah. Oh man, <laughs> so. Usually, uh, slurs are you know in the public eye. Obviously, if you're a celebrity, if you drop a slur, it's not a good thing. Usually, yeah, right. it could ruin a career. Look at Hulk Hogan. Look at um, uh, there's so many. Um, um, the guy from Seinfeld, um, Michael Richards. Right. Michael Richards is another one. This is an, this is an interesting one. So what if it's in the lyric? You know. Um, so this is actress Gina Rodriguez. She was on the show Jane the Virgin on CW. She was rapping "Ready or Not" by the Fugees. Great song. And while rapping, she dropped the N-word, which is a lyric in the in song. In the song, yeah. So apparently after three hours, after getting a lot of comments on the video, she deleted it, but it was too late. Um, people expressed outrage over the offensive term, which prompted Gina Tax to release a statement and say, what's up, everybody? I want to apologize. I'm sorry. Yeah. Sorry if I offended anyone. I was just singing along a song I grew up on. I love Lauren Hill, and sorry if I offended you, but... Uh, so I guess, you know, in the terms of the Fuji song, is is that excusable? Is that okay? I'm no. going to look, man, look, there's creative <laughs> license when it comes to writing music. That's all right. i got to say. So guess what? The world is wrong. <laughs> yeah. I'm serious, dude. Look, if, if, if they're going to have problems with that, tell them to put on Black Flag. Tell them to put on G.G. Allen. Tell them yeah. to put on The Misfits. You're going to hear everything. Wow. Yeah, you're going to hear everything. So and, the the, and the other yeah. thing wasn't yeah. used. Ministry. As, Min- dude. There you, there you go. Thieves. Dude. Have you heard the song so, Thieves so by Ministry? I know the song. Dude, so you can't, just, can't play that on radio. You can't play it on radio. No. So you know what they say yeah. on that radio? No, right? I do. I do. Dude, <laughs> and that's not good. So now she's, yeah. getting, she's getting ridiculed for one Fuji lyric. Lyric that she break. drops the end by. Come on. Yeah. So she's she's singing the song. She's singing the song. And she's not using it in a, a in derogatory, derogatory term no. language. She's using it in the so she arctic. should be as as a right to do it and without prejudice. Mm-hmm. I don't I think there yeah. You Thank you. So yeah, again, social justice warriors taking things too far. She's Latina. And that, and that's the I same think if, she, if she was African American. But that's the same for comics. If they're mm-hmm. if you're a white comic and you mm-hmm. say the N word, you should be allowed to do it as your art. Right. And and obviously you're doing it as a laugh. You're not a hatred. Right. It's not being done as hatred or mm-hmm. Is an angry. You're right. just saying it now. If it's being used in that, you know, derogatory term, then like by Hulk all means, Hogan, Hulk or, Hogan or Michael Richards, then you should be banned and you should get ridiculed and right. you should be, you know, a, a somewhat career. scar your career. career. But if you're Very making good. a statement and you're doing it for laughs, I don't think anybody should be. You should not be penalized. And I know it's a very, a very mm-hmm. sensitive, harsh word. Right. But there have been over time words where people use the word kike or or spick and 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 rich and <laughs> Richard you know uh, Richard Pryor used derogatory yeah. language all the time. Eddie, Red Eddie, Fox. Watch Eddie Red, Murphy. Eddie Murphy. Eddie Murphy Ruffy, Ruffy, delirious. delirious. Yes. Come on, look yes, at that. Yes, yes. So and and you can't, you can't do that now. You can't do that now. No, you can't do that no. now. People getting the world's up in too arms. sensitive. Fuck too the world, sensitive. man. God, I hate the world. Way, the world. way too sensitive. Way so. too sensitive. Way. Oh man. All right. So moving on, we have some. Notable celebrities that have passed on. So condolences go out to actor Robert Forster. 
You might know him for his roles on Mulholland Drive and Medium Cool, and he just appeared in El Camino, the Breaking Bad movie. Did you know oh, that? Cool, man. Just passed away. He's been ba- battling breast. I'm sorry, brain cancer. Brain cancer. Sorry. Um, and um, you know, legendary actor has been in Jackie Brown with, um, with as you know, that's a Tarantino film. Last Man Standing, Twin Peaks. He's had quite the career. Uh, rest in peace to Robert Forster. In addition, Stephen Moore, best known for his role as paranoid android Marvin in Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy radio series, as well as a Ryan Eldane in Doctor Who, died at the age of 81. Wow, man. Yeah. Um, George Pops Chambers, um, singer and bassist for the 60s psych soul outfit, the Chamber Brothers, had died at the age of 88. Um, country um, music's... Uh, Kenny Dixon, who was a drummer for Kane Brown's band, was killed in a car accident at the age of 27. Very, very tragic. Yikes. And this one's tough because this is due to suicide. And obviously this is additions they made. It's certainly sad. Korean pop, K-pop, as you know, yeah. um, is in mourning for um, an, uh, a singer by the name of Sully, who's, who died at the age of 25. Have you heard of Sully? Korean? I know the group. Okay, so, well, Sully is the singer, yeah. Former singer Sully. Um, uh, in in K-pop. In the K-pop Sully. Yeah. 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 At 25. Wow. Oh, yeah. Suicide. So they're down suicide. to like eight singers now? <laughs> 18. Yeah, I, th- th- yeah, I guess I so. mean, there was like 25 dudes in that band, right? Did you so, download the Sully music? Were you a fan of their music? <laughs> I, I thought it was catchy and, you know, yeah. I wouldn't go yeah, see no, their yeah, stuff. Yeah. You know. I'd listen to K-pop. But no if yeah. my hot yeah. Asian yeah. girlfriend wanted to go, sure. Well, I'd be sure. I'd go too. Maybe Vince is familiar with this Young, to ask him. <laughs> Tom um, Tory's singing in the band. <laughs> <laughs> also, this is a sad one, guys. Hamilton star Miguel Cervantes oh, yeah. had lost his three-year-old daughter. Yeah, it's tough. Um, apparently, she had been suffering from seizures for most of her life due to epilepsy. So. Oh, that's so sad. Yeah, so Should have given her weed. At three. <laughs> That's what they do. They actually they yeah. they've administered yeah I, I had no idea I cannabis to well, children now. Yeah. Is that is that does that help epilepsy? It does. It does okay. Yes. There's some oh. research on there. That? There is some uh, patients that take it that it actually seizes the epilepsy oh. seizures. Okay. Oh, that's yeah. interesting. Yeah. Um, country singer Trace Adkins got Trace Adkins got married uh, over the weekends. Okay. Um, and um, relationship news includes Liam Hemsworth moving on from your girl Miley. Mm. I know you're a big Miley fan, but he's been now seen. She moved on too. She moved on too. To, <laughs> yeah, to Cody Simpson. Yeah. But Liam moved on to Dynasty actress and fellow Aussie, Madison Brown, and there's uh, paparazzi photos of him grabbing her ass. So he certainly did not take any time off between Miley. Hmm. Um, just went straight on with this uh, other starlet. Those photos will haunt him with the <laughs> Me Too generation. As well, so. <laughs> Good luck with that, brother. <laughs> I think she was. I think it was consensual. I, so I think she's I'm messing. I'm messing. <laughs> but yes, Miley has moved on. Now, as you know, Miley experimented with a, a girl, dating a girl, Caitlin Carter, in between breaking up with uh, Liam, and now um, he's uh, now um, Cody Simpson is. Uh, is dating Miley. Now she's so. back to Strictly Dickly. Yeah, so. yeah there you yeah, go. Yeah. Good for her. Miley's hot, dude. Right? She's, Come on. She's wild. Super wild. Oh, God. Wild. She's probably... My kind of girl, She's probably man. ridiculously crazy in bed. Oh, yeah, dude. Totally. I mean, Tie me up, daddy. Completely <laughs> uninhibited. I mean, she poses nude. She doesn't care. She'll pose fully nude. It's fucking fantastic. She doesn't care. It's She'll fantastic. walk around naked. Look at her fucking uh, music video for Wrecking Ball. It's hot. I mean, my God, is there an uncensored version? I'd like to see that I version. I think, yeah. 
<laughs> I'll find it. I'll come to the internet. I'll find and it. And I, 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 I fooled around with her cousin before she what, was wait, born. What? You don't know that? Excuse me? You, I've told you this story. So so years ago at junior wait, college, she had a cousin. So, yeah, so, okay. so uh, Bobby Ray Cyrus had family in Maryland. I think it was like a second or third cousin. What? And that lived in Billy like Ray. Uh, Billy Ray, yeah, Bobby yeah. Ray, whatever. <laughs> whatever. It's Billy Ray. But, Billy, yeah, yeah, yeah. In in Harford County, Maryland, and oh, this girl was a redhead. She was a singer, and like after school one day, I went back to her house and I just started messing, kissing her, her messing. Dude, I don't remember. It's been that it's long. Just, ago. It's this <laughs> redhead, just cute redhead, cousin, like maybe twice removed, twice removed. Or something? I don't know, or twice what? removed. I just they you know. probably were second, cousin. second so the do- so the daughter cousin, was probably a third cousin, mm-hmm. and she's probably in her late forties now. This girl, but oh, yeah, okay. she was bald. Jesus, wow. that's, that's kind of hot. That's okay. hot. Yeah. So so you indirectly have hooked up with my, I guess. In a way, through Miley's blood, you fucked up in the family. I guess if this one way. Whatever. The whole family's a bunch of horny motherfuckers. So. Apparently so. That's crazy. So she's actually. Wow, I have to look that one up there. Yeah, you have to, a little you have to photo, find her on social media. Yeah, yeah. really. I don't know. Crazy. Remember her name. I just. I just. Yeah. It's crazy. Celebrity baby. And if I'm not mistaken, there was. A, it was a picture of Billy Ray Cyrus in the living room. Well, while you were banging this chick? No, I wasn't. Wait, I didn't on. even sleep with her. I just uh, kissed her just and made out. Just kissed her and made out. Because you were young. I mean, I wasn't oh. young enough to poke her in the eye, but, you know, <laughs> this didn't happen, you know. But it was kind of funny because right. Billy Ray had that rat tail picture. It was up right. in the living room. That's funny. Cool. <laughs> yeah. That's a pretty yeah. interesting story, yeah. man. Okay. Uh, Celebrity I Baby News. So. Miranda Kerr uh, gave birth to her and her husband, Snapchat CEO, co-founder Evan Spiegel. They had their second child. Cool. The lovely Kira Knightley welcomed her second child six weeks ago. Nice. Are you a Kira Knightley fan? Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Okay. yeah. She's like the, uh, the waif version of uh, Natalie Portman. Yeah, think she about is. right. She's yeah. like the skinny waist, no, yeah, flat-chested version of so uh, hot. That's sexy too. So anyway, hot. Right. And a little little trivia, if you didn't know, Nikira Knightley played Natalie Portman's handmaid in Star Wars Episode One. No, if you didn't know that. I didn't know she that. She was one of the handmaids. You know the decoys that she oh, had. Oh no, I knew that. Yes, Kira I did. Kira Knightley yes, did. was yes. one of the handmaids. Yes, she was yes. one of those. Right, 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 right. So cool little trivia for you guys. Oh, you very cool. Yeah. Did you say hand job made? What did well, <laughs> it could be <laughs> that, as well. that as well. That also, yeah. Backstreet Boys, Nick Carter um, um, just had a, a baby girl. And as you know, he's been in the news lately because he had to get a restraining order against his own brother. Him, himself? Oh, yeah, God. his own brother because his brother is crazy now. Apparently, he threatened to kill his girlfriend and their unborn baby. Oh, Lord. Yeah, crazy, man. Aaron Carter got a face tattoo. The dude is freaking okay. nuts. He's nuts. He's nuts. Completely nuts, dude. Completely crazy. So yeah. I hope they, um, you know, resolve that issue. And um, Amber Rose had given birth to, uh, to her baby with boyfriend Alexander Edwards. Their first child together. So, And I'll have left of ce- uh, celebrity birthdays today. Um, so we have... Um, Tito Jackson of the Jacksons, 66 today. Happy birthday, Tito. 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 <laughs> actor Larry Miller from The Nutty Professor, 66. Um, actor Jerry Burns from Good Morning Miami. Dear John is 65. Tanya Roberts from That 70s Shows. Charlie's Angels is 64. Singer Eric Benet is 53. Um, Dominic West 
of HBO's The Wire. The Wire. He's 50. Happy birthday, Don Is he? West. Yeah, Don yeah, West. He's a nice yeah. guy, man. Really like cool to- guy. I got to like talking to him. I'm, I'm really glad I got to work no, on the series I hung out with him wrapped. at the Brewer's Art a couple of times. Okay, I hung nice out with him guy. at the rap party for, yeah, for The Wire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, which is yeah. pretty awesome, by the way. Yeah. Um, let's see. Um, Genuine. Singer Genuine's 49. Um, and singer Keisha Cole's 38. Oh, let's not forget Vanessa Marcel. Remember her? She's 50, of course I do. 51 today. Wow. Wow. Yeah, and the baby mama of Brian Austin Green's first uh, kid. Yeah. Um, actor Paul Walter Hauser's 33. You might know him from I, Tanya. Hmm. Um, he played the Galuli guy that, that whacked uh, Nancy Kerrigan in the, in the I, Tanya movie, <laughs> starring Margot Robbie. Margot Robbie, my favorite. yes, yes. Uh, he's also in Cobra Kai. Yeah, man. Um, and um, Bailey Madison of Good Witch. She's 20 today. And that's birthdays today. Wicked. So that'd be birthdays today. And um, yeah, well, uh, no one to talk uh, WWE news, so we can uh, skip that portion of yeah, It's not my department, <laughs> man. Yeah. Of the news bit. But, uh, you know, it, it's getting exciting with, with Fox now. Fox now has WWE on Friday nights. So, um, congratulations. <laughs> I know. We're, like, we're both like, okay. Well, <laughs> the big thing about this is that you have like mainstream stars. Like the heavyweight boxing champion, Tyson Fury, is going to have a match with Braun Strowman at the upcoming Crown Jewel pay-per-view. So this is boxing and wrestling. And then you have UFC, former UFC heavyweight champion Cain Velasquez coming into WWE to challenge Brock Lesnar, the current WWE champion. And you know, Cain legitimately defeated Brock Lesnar in the UFC, and now they're going to have a WWE match, which will be a scripted match. But it's kind of interesting how they bring those worlds together, and uh, that's up for the upcoming Crown Jewel pay-per-view, uh, which happens on um, Halloween in Saudi Arabia. So, oh, yeah. Crazy, right? Crazy yeah. Time, yeah. I know your brother might be able to chime in on he that. He might do that. <laughs> those guys are all about it in San Diego, man. You know that. And as you know, the, uh, the draft took place on Raw and SmackDown as you know the roster completely shook up. Um, some big, big transfers from Raw to SmackDown. Of course, Brock Lesnar now on SmackDown on Fox, which is go. pretty exciting. So, you know, so you got to mix things up a little bit, you know. Raw, so. raw. <laughs> I know. Like okay, men right, wrestling so. each other. Raw, raw. <laughs> yeah. So we're gonna close out tonight's show, which yeah. is amazing, just in time for all you guys here. And uh, one more time before we wrap things up, um, some more plugs, if you will. Um, we can repeat the same plugs as before. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. Um, what Death Leaves Behind tomorrow, Wednesday, October 16th, mm-hmm. at the Egyptian Theater at Arundel Mills here in wonderful, what is that, Hanover, Maryland. Hanover, Maryland, yeah, yes, brother. and the casino as well. You yes, the yeah, the after party. And of course, for uh, listeners all over the country, go to whatdeathleavesbehind.com right. to find a screening near you. There's still a few more dates uh, left. We have Atlanta. We have Philadelphia. Pennsylvania. Yeah. Any in New York? Um, we were debating. We're not sure okay. yet. I know King of Prussia. We okay. know Delaware. So a few more cities left. And then, yeah. of course, a big VOD announcement um, hopefully soon. Yes. After, no, yeah. uh, after October 31st, we should be getting okay. some announcements happening. And, of course, we'd like to thank, of course, our special call-in guest, yes. Robert Carradine. Yeah, man. I love him as uh, <laughs> Lewis on uh, Revenge of the Nerds <laughs> and all the sequels, of course. He's in Bill Tillman and the Outlaws, which you can catch also on demand, right? Pat? Yes, exactly. On demand. On demand. You can check that out. Um, and, of course, he was in Django Unchained, which is amazing. It's amazing. Worked with the great Tarantino. Of course, his late brother, David, yeah. also worked with uh, That's right. uh, Tarantino, Tarantino and Kill Bill. Yes. So that was kind of an interesting tie-in that Tarantino brings in little brother All right. to the Django Unchained. Right. And he worked with the older After brother. After the older brother. Right. So yeah. that was kind of cool. 
Um, and uh, yeah, so just some great things going on. Koki, any, anything, anything to plug? You can follow me on uh, my new Twitter yeah, handle. Yeah, so new Twitter. Is, um, I eat vagina morning, noon, and night. <laughs> and, and that's my new handle. You can follow me now. But seriously, you can <laughs> really follow me at The Real Koki on Twitter. I love it. The right. Real Koki. The Real Koki. The Real Koki. The real follow Koki. Below the Belt Show on our new Instagram because we need followers because we just started and we haven't really updated, but oh well. Of course, our Facebook page and SoundCloud. Follow us on SoundCloud. That's where our latest shows will be updated, individual interviews and all that good stuff. Also, the interviews we do, we click on this show. The audio versions will be on that. And that's what I'm ending uh, tonight's Blow the Belt show uh, right. with a, an extended audio interview from the D.C. chapter of the Grammys. Uh, they had a party in Washington, D.C., a block party. Um, got to interview such great artists as Wale, rap artist extraordinaire, um, pop singer Angelica Garcia, um, and many more. Mm-hmm. Many more. As you know, our boy Rick Peters, a part of the uh, DC Grammy chapter. How's he doing? Rick I is go. good. He's yeah. going to be going attending the Grammys again. Good. Yeah. To my regards to yeah, Rick. Rick Peters, friend, yes. Uh, as you know, he was the director of the, yes, uh, the, director of the Many Nights. Check it out on YouTube, Many Nights, as myself and you, uh, Paisan. Yes, we a were. Part of that Paisan. great music video, yes. all those babies uh, on, on set. Was that a was a lot of fun. That was a lot of fun to yeah, work the on. The perfects, right? The perfects, uh, Rick's there band. There you go. So shout out to Rick, um, our buddy from the DC chapter of the Grammys who will be attending the Grammys this year. So this is um, a little bit of um, a, a taste of uh, what the DC chapter can bring as they have this inaugural block party. So this is like um, uh, like a com- uh, like a culmination, I guess, of all the interviews right. on the red carpet that I did with a lot of the Grammy chapter members. A lot of you might not might not know uh, who they are, but they do give some intelligent and very entertaining um, perspective in the world of local local music. So. Um, Guys, and of course, Wale. Who doesn't know Wale, man? <laughs> Hip-hop artist extraordinaire is the featured name in that. So, ending tonight with the Grammy DC chapter block party red carpet interviews with rapper extraordinaire Wale, guys. It's been an incredible show from top to bottom. I'd like to thank, of course, actor extraordinaire Johnny Alonzo, a.k.a. The Paisan. <laughs> Thanks so much, Paisan. Good seeing you. We'd like to thank, of course, comedian extraordinaire Let's not forget he opened up for Eliza Schlesinger, who has like four Netflix specials on right now. Mm-hmm. I wonder when Koki's Netflix special is going to come out. I We have to talk about you helping me write it, actually. You, <laughs> you wow, you Johnny, just your secrets. You got Johnny, help me write. <laughs> help me, you know, I, I need some, you wrote your some jokes. <laughs> I, uh, some some great artists need some writing okay. help. Okay. You know? Okay. So, you know. We're waiting. We really want yeah. Koki back yeah. on the stand-up comedy stage. Right. Uh, we're hoping we can see yeah. that by 2020. Is that possible? We, we never know. You know. Okay. Maybe. I, I think there's an Maybe. untapped potential there, man. We're going to have to do something. There could be. Okay. You never know. All right. So and after that, it'll be off to Saturday Night Live, where you guys can be my ghostwriters, and I'd have to pay you out of each check I get every two there weeks. You go. Right? Sounds good. Yeah. Guys, he is also affectionately known as Doctor Lick a Lot of Puss and the Charlie Sheen of Baltimore. He is Koki. I appreciate you having me as always. And I'm Al Soto, aka Celebrity Soto, your host with the most guys. We have an incredible show next week with actor Adrian Martinez calling in. You might know him from Stumptown. We were supposed to have him on last week. He's going to come on next week. And more on-location interviews from the Split Screens Festival, guys. Incredible show from top to bottom. On behalf of everybody here, we wish each other a good night. Until then, peace. Peace.
Al Soto would click on this here at the red carpet at the inaugural block party for the DC chapter of the Recording Academy. That's right, the DC chapter of the Grammys here in Washington, DC. We're gonna to talk to some of the musicians that will be on this red carpet, including rapper sensation Wale, R&B singer Kevin Ross, and many more. So stay tuned. All right, guys, it's not Bruce Wayne, but Wayne Bruce. That's it. <laughs> Washington, D.C.'s version of Batman. <laughs> yeah, black man. <laughs> that is great. I love that. Cool. Here at the uh, block party for the D.C. chapter yeah, of the incredible. Grammys. Incredible. Are you looking forward to this party tonight, man? Oh, looking forward to this party. This party has been nine months in the planning. Jerry wow. L. Johnson has done, and his team have done a tremendous job in doing this. Sharon. She's incredible, and so we're all set and ready to go. As a board member, we've been working on it for a while. Oh, Jerry right. L's, this is Jerry L's baby. So. Were you responsible for bringing some of the acts uh, to the stage tonight? This is all Jerry L. Okay. I mean, his his forward thinking, and I mean, I'm a rare rare essence fan. I grew up with rare essence here, and so I'm looking forward to seeing them. And I'm old school, you know. Yeah. I'm old school DC. I love it. I'm Mochella instead of Coachella. <laughs> <laughs> I love that, man. Tell us about some of your musical accolades, if you could. So, I have been in the industry quite a few years uh, as a producer, uh, guitarist. I've worked with Layla Hathaway, George Duke. Uh, I have a group called Spur of the Moment. I produced Angie Stone, Joe. Um, I play with Will Downing. Uh, so, a lot of Grammy artists and uh, had just having fun with it. Who would you like to collaborate with that you haven't collaborated yet? That I haven't collaborated. Yes, you have with. not collaborated. Yeah. Probably I would like to stretch a little bit and go to one of my idols like an Eric Clapton. Oh wow! That's yeah, a good name, Eric yeah. Clapton would, would would be good. Go take it old school retro. I've done something with uh, Mumu Fresh, my Muna Youssef, and uh, on her project. But I would like to go back and do that. I think together like a Moo Moo Fresh Eric Clapton kind of thing. Dude, that's cool, man. Guys, Wayne Bruce, not to be confused with Bruce Wayne. Please don't do it. <laughs> cool. One of the members of the DC chapter of the Recording Academy, the Grammys. Thanks for talking with us. We'll click on this. Thanks for having us. Take care. This is good. Looking at you. All right, guys, we have Von Vargas here, the president of the DC chapter of the Recording Academy here. Uh, and this great Grammy event, uh, this great Grammy event. Please tell us a little bit of how you got involved with this event. Yeah, well, um, this first of all, this is our inaugural, inaugural chapter block party. And, um, you know, we wanted to do something different, wanted to do something. And so uh, our ED had an idea to do a, a block party. And so for, for the past seven, eight, nine months, been working hard and diligently on this event tonight, so we, we're glad that it came together. We're glad that we have so many sponsors to be a part. And it's, it's a great time to be a part of that, the D.C. chapter. We have members of other chapters who are joining us tonight, yeah. so it's a good time. That's awesome, man. Tell us how you assembled the musical acts that will be performing tonight. You know, so we had a task force. We have um, a, a, a chapter, a block party task force. And so um, everything, all the different artists, you know, went through the task force. And, you know, we, we kind of decided on what artists we wanted, you know. And so um, that's how we came up with it. And so tonight we have Drum, we got Red Essence, Makuda, um, Chaz French. 
and some wow. other people. And a lot, of, and a lot of those artists are from the D.C. area, which is well, great, right? We wanted to make sure we had artists that were either from or in the DMV. Yes. Because the chapter covers D.C., Maryland, and Virginia, yes. all the way down to the Carolinas. I love it. So we wanted to make sure we was repping hard, and yeah, it's, a, it's it's great for the kickoff. It's great for the kickoff. Wow, looking forward to this launch party, guys, here uh, at the City Winery in D.C. More to come and click on this. Here is the president of the D.C. chapter of the Recording Academy. Thank, yeah. Thanks Thank for talking you. with us. Thank man. you, man. All right. All right. Guys, we're here with another great board member and Diane Blackman, who works on Grammys on the Hill. Tell us a little bit about Grammys on the Hill. Well, for years, we started to honor senators, congressmen, and artists who made an impact on music and have also done some charitable work to promote songwriters and artists throughout the country. So each year, we've been honoring them. I remember the first one we started with was Senator Hatch and Missy Elliott. So that's wow. a great match, isn't it? That is great. <laughs> and what, what can we expect out of the next one coming up? Well, we just had one, and we had yes. Kristen Chenoweth, yes. and we honored the wonderful Hakeem Jeffries, yeah. who's from Brooklyn. So hip-hop was in the house. Next year, you never know what's going to happen, but yes. it'll always be bipartisan, and it'll always be a wonderful, well-known artist. We've had people like Zach Brown, Missy Elliott. Um, we honored Senator McCain one year. I mean, it's Hillary Clinton. Uh, I mean, there were so many artists over over the last almost 15 years that we've had it, and it's increasingly grown in popularity. Wow! So, have you had your eyes on anyone for next year? I do, but I'm not going to tell you because oh, it's going to be a surprise. <laughs> I'm sure it's going to be a huge day. Yeah. We can't wait. Are you looking forward to this block party event tonight? Yeah, this is great. This is the first one I think we've ever had. Yes. And it's really gotten a lot of success and a lot of people um, coming out for this. So I'm excited. And the most important thing is is that it, 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 it welcomes those in the Virginia, D.C., and Maryland area. And really, we want to have fun and support the, the, the artists and the songwriters and the producers. Awesome. Well, guys, it's Diane Blackman here. Thank you. Check her out. Check Grammy's her out. on the hill. <laughs> Thanks so much for talking with us. We'll click on this. Thank you. Another great board, another great board member here uh, at the City Winery for this inaugural block party event. Michelle yes. Schellers. Yes. 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 Awesome. So excited to be here. Yeah. Singer, songwriter extraordinaire. Yes. Tell us about some of your musical accolades. Um, so my biggest hit was a little song called um, Keep On Rising with um, Ian Carey, um, international hit. Um, so that's like my biggest thing. Um, I'm also one half of the group called The Steam Dolls. Um, we do uh, we create our own subgenre of dance music called retro dance. So we sing in like the unison and harmony vocals, like the chic Jones girls kind of stuff with um, more updated like dance music tracks with a nod to disco because that's our favorite era so oh that's fantastic so you're looking forward to this inaugural block party absolutely yeah. absolutely we, i've been a member for 10 years and this is the first like thing that we've ever done like this that wow. i know of so and who are you looking forward to seeing tonight perform i'm looking forward to rare essence i used to go to howard university so i used to live in dc and um you know um go-go is a huge thing for this area so i'm looking forward i haven't seen rare essence since i was in college right. so yeah Guys, here with Michelle here on the red carpet, the inaugural block party for the DC chapter of the Grammys. Yes, Thanks so much, yes. talk, guys. We're here at the inaugural block party for the Yay! DC chapter of the Recording Academy with this great pop soul rock band Makuda yes. from Brooklyn, New York, right? Yes. Yeah. 
Yes, uh, we're glad to have you in DC. We're super happy to be here. We have yeah. strong roots in Virginia oh, as well, cool. so it's like a homecoming for us in a lot of ways, you know, to see and be amongst incredible, phenomenal talent and incredible people from Delaware, Maryland, Virginia, and of course DC. So awesome. it's, it's a homecoming for us. A homecoming. You guys will be uh, hitting the stage and performing yeah. for the great people. Are you looking forward to that? We are beyond excited. The team here has been like so kind and supportive. Yeah. And we're just so excited to hear everyone else play as well. So, awesome. Yeah, it's and you have lovely purple hair. Thank you. I did it just for this. <laughs> what would you say are Makuta's uh, musical influences? Oh my gosh, everybody, since um, we're signed with Timberland's publishing company, and so then we also, Chad Hugo. From I love Chad, he's awesome. Oh my yeah. gosh, yeah. And he already knows. Yes, yeah. great, great mentor. Put, did a song with us we're doing tonight. Oh, and cool. um, uh, I would say gospel. Um, uh, and I was just t telling the other interviewers that, that really a lot of the big things is that the more talented the musicians are in this area the more supportive they are and they've been so supportive and so positive and we're so excited about tonight I can't stand it oh, I cannot awesome. stand it yeah tell us about working with Chad Hugo because he's he's awesome he's a fellow Filipino and he's a really good guy oh, yeah. tell us about your working with Chad uh, he's a really awesome guy yeah. super super uh, sometimes yeah well, he's intense <laughs> but sometimes you underestimate like his talent and how I mean he's just he's just amazing yeah there's no there's no ego at all he's just yeah. he's just so in love and passionate about music still and it grows and grows despite all the success and despite all that he still is as hungry as ever and so you know we have our world and he has his world and it was just to come together and take the best of both of our worlds together and put it awesome. in because you know he gets our influences from Queen to Fleetwood Mac and, and soulful pop rock like Motown and he has a lot of same influences so it was just a fun fun time cool so I'm gonna go around you can introduce yourself and yeah. what you do in the band yeah okay I'm Alita Makuda, and I play bass and also sing. Nice. My name's Doug, and I sing, and I play piano, and play guitar. Nice. I'm Rose, I play lead guitar, and I sing. And I'm Jane, and I play uh, the piano, the violin, and vocals. Yeah. Awesome, guys. Well, we're looking forward to Makuda's performance here at the inaugural block party for the DC chapter of the Grammys. Here tonight, guys. All right, guys, we're here, here with a friend of Click on the Shows. Actor and recording artist Lucky Harmon, are you excited to be here uh, as part of the inaugural block party for the DC chapter of the Grammys? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Feels good to be here. Yes, yes. And what uh, what artists are you looking forward to seeing tonight? What am I, Angela Garcia? Angela Garcia, yes. Wale? Yes. You already know, right? Yes, right on. So tell us about the latest in, uh, in your projects, both movies and acting, if you could. Okay, For as far as uh, music, I have five music videos out. I did an EP, as you know, when I was in Atlanta to the with the label Blessing Entertainment. Uh -huh. um, I charted Billboard last July, oh, top cool. 40, with the single Idolize Me. Nice. We shot that video in South Beach. That was pretty dope. Um, and I just dropped a single, Precious Love, but in Spanish, uh -huh. Amor Preciso. Uh, amor Precioso. Yeah, that's it. That's it. <laughs> But it's all good. I know how to pronounce your song. <laughs> yeah, he knows how to pronounce my song. Well, I, speak Spanish, I, I, yeah. I wrote it, and the producer that was in the studio actually, you know, put it in Spanish. So that was cool. cool. And as far as the acting, man, I, I've been um, really, really working in different films. Yeah. Uh, recently, I got a, a horror film that I got a supporting role in called mm -hmm. The Riddle House. Okay. Starring alongside Johnny Alonzo, nice. Tracy Fairway. Click on the show's own Alonzo. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Rich Sigelman's in it, uh, Desiree Velez. It's going to be really cool. Um, you mentioned some of the Click family right there. So yeah, 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 yeah. So All that's right. going to be cool. And then um, I worked on 21 Bridges for some time. 
uh, Creed 2. I haven't even seen the movie yet. And me and you both worked in Shazam. Yeah, that was a fun, fun gig, man. Well, lucky. Wally's coming down the red carpet. So yeah, hey, dude, I can't gonna, wait. Yeah. We're going to talk more. And of course, more to come. Here, we click on this. And you can follow me on oh, yes, Instagram at the Real Lucky Harmon and Twitter at Lucky's World. And um, the interview is on Below the Belt Show. Thank you, Al, for All having right. me. All right, guys. Guys, we're here with a lovely and talented Angelica Garcia. At the red carpet of the uh, inaugural block party for the DC Chapter Recording Academy. Are you happy to? Oh, thanks for being here. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you're representing Richmond, Virginia, right? Yes. I'm. I drove here today, and uh, yes. it was great. It's always good to be in DC. And that's yeah. what we love about this event, representing some of the best in the DC, Maryland, Virginia area. Yes. And you're going to be on stage tonight. Yeah, in an hour, I think. Oh, pretty fantastic. soon. Pretty soon. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. We saw. I saw your music videos. I love your use of color in um your in uh knife the knife song yes karma the knife karma the knife yes you're dancing on a giant piano and just your use of color uh was cool so tell me about the uh the concepts or the conceptual uh part of your music video and how you came up with it yeah well i guess i just wanted everything to be really fun and uh whimsical and uh and uh this new record that I'm working on that I actually just finished recording today. Sweet. Um, it's very rhythmic and fun and dancey and I wanted the video to show that. So oh, cool. I tried my best to represent that through color and little dance moves and stuff. Yeah. I love it, I love it. Are you going to be going on tour as well? Yeah, I hope so. Really soon. I think so. I'm just kind of wrapping up the last uh, bits for the record. Awesome. Yeah. Guys, Angelica Garcia here. We'll click on this show. Thanks so much for talking yeah, with us here. Thank you. Nice to meet you. The inaugural Grammy party would not be complete without talking to the man himself, Wale, rapper extraordinaire, my man. You happy to be here as part of this inaugural event? Absolutely. I mean, you know, anytime you invite about a recording academy to do something, you gotta, you know, in your own hometown, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's important. Now I gotta ask about this awesome video I saw, Pole Dancers. <laughs> mm. <laughs> definitely, uh, definitely a lot of visuals going on there. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. yeah, how did you enjoy working? It seems like a fun video to work on. No, it's, it's, that's my favorite love song, and like one of my favorite love songs that I've ever made. I love it. And um, and the newest EP you dropped like three EPs recently, right? Yeah, yeah, I dropped them last year, and um, now it's just time to uh, put out my sixth album. Sixth al six album in the yeah. works. Yeah, anything you tell us about the sixth album? Um, it's really good. <laughs> and I think it's going to help a lot of people of all ages, races, uh, orientations, lifestyles. It's going to help a lot of people uh, dating. And that's really important advice for sure. Yeah, for sure. All right. For sure. Time changing. I love it. Guys, Wale here at the red carpet here at the City Winery. Thanks so much for talking with us. Click on this. Hey, Tracy, got it. Tracy Hamlin, got it. Right. Tracy Hamlin. Tracy Hamlin. All right. All right, guys, are you ready, Dexter? All right. Guys, we're here with another great DC Chapter Board member, the Recording yes, Academy, yes. and a trustee as I'm well. A trustee, yes. Wow, we're here with the one and only Tracy Hamlin. Yes, I'm so happy to yes. be here. Thank you for your, taking the time. Yes, of course. And uh, we think this is an incredible event, and I heard it's the inaugural one. Yes. Were you um, 
a part of any decision make, making for the event. So just from the initial discussions, yeah. of course this was spearheaded by wonderful executive director Jerry L. Johnson and our yeah. membership and project manager Sharon Ingram, and they have done an amazing job. We are so excited to be here, and I especially love coming out when whenever there is an event where all of our members can come, and it's just great to be with all of these wonderful music creators and yes. just to be with people of the same consciousness. Oh, fantastic. Tell us a little bit about some of your musical accolades. So I'm a, I, I sing jazz. I'm a singer-songwriter. I do jazz, R&B, and dance music. I also have a record label. I, um, yes, I own um, a, a, a jazz festival called Sweet Jazz and Wine Festival. And I'm, I just Who doesn't love jazz and wine? Absolutely. Right? It, it's, it's absolutely amazing. Yeah. But my biggest passion is just giving back to the community and mentoring tomorrow's artists. So that is what I live for. Well, Tracy, thanks for talking with Zero Click on this show. We can't wait to uh, check out the musical performances tonight. Yes. Who are you looking forward most to seeing? Oh, Rare Essence, of course. Okay, I can't okay. wait. It's going to be awesome. Awesome. Well, yeah, a lot of great performers, guys, tonight. Here at Click on This, covering the DC Chapters inaugural Grammy party, and we can't wait to see everything that this party has to offer. Thanks so much for talking with us. Thank you so much. Thank you. All right. Cool. All right, guys, we're here with the vice president of the DC chapter of the Coordinating Academy. We are excited about this event. Elise, uh, thanks so much for talking with us here. First of all, tell us a little bit how this event came about. Uh, this, this, this event was the brainchild of uh, Jerry L. Jerry L is our fearless uh, ED, that is executive director of our chapter. And uh, he just decided that we needed to have a, uh, a big party to bring everybody together because we're such a diverse chapter and, and the energy is here. And this is exactly the kind of thing that we need to bring everybody in this very diverse and very fruitful chapter together. It certainly is. And some of the performers tonight, definitely very diverse. Um, who are you looking forward to performing the most? Dram. Dram, okay, yeah. okay. Yeah, Dram. <laughs> Have you seen some of his music videos? Yes. Have you seen Broccoli? I have not seen Broccoli. You know what? I am not I am not on music videos anymore. Okay, okay. But that's why that's why we want to change okay. this kind of thing because we still spend money for videos and we want to see them. Yeah. You know? So it's a whole media thing. It's not just music, it's music and video. Exactly. So, you know, yeah. Dram. Broccoli. <laughs> That's right. Elisa, VP of the DC chapter. Thanks so much for talking with us. Click on this. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate you. Thank you. <laughs> All right, guys. We're here with Joe Claire of WPGC. All day long. Yes, indeed. <laughs> How's everything, man? The host of tonight's inaugural yes, block party for the DC chapter of Recording Academy. How did you get involved with this awesome party? Uh, I'm just awesome, you know. <laughs> I pee excellence, and so basically they would not. Um, <laughs> just a friend of a friend said that this would be a great event for you to host, Joe. Yes. It's, it's all about the DMV and DMV artists and people that I know and admire. So um, I, I hopped at the opportunity to come and be the host, man, and, and just move the thing along and do yes. what I do best. Yes, no doubt. And the lineup is, is stacked tonight. I mean, from Wale to... Uh, Drum to, to listen, Angelica, but we yeah, have man. Rare Essence tonight. Rare, rare Essence okay. is here this night, tonight, and uh, you know, I'm a go go kid. I grew up a go go kid while we're in the middle of this don't mute DC movement. Uh, to have Rare Essence here tonight in an event like this says a whole lot, so I'm really super excited to see them. Like, I can't wait to see them tonight. 
Nice, nice. You gonna be DJing as, uh, as well? I heard. No, no, no. Okay, okay. No, who told you that? Oh, okay, maybe uh, I, I was. <laughs> nah, man. I thought you were getting behind the ones and twos. If they let, if they let me put the aux cord in my phone. That's about you know I can do that I got a but I got a nice playlist but I ain't about to spend nothing. <laughs> I like it. Looking forward to the party festivities as well. Yes, yes, we are in the uh, city winery, so yes. that says it all. I'm ready to get started. As soon as these interviews over, the drinks start. All right. hey, <laughs> thanks for letting brother roll. Sorry I had to bring that one up. <laughs> Man, that, not as easy street and he took that with him <laughs> when he left our station. What up, easy? <laughs> thanks so much for talking with no us. No problem. Here. Man. Uh, we're still here on the red carpet, yes, the inaugural event with Kokai. Yes, sir. One of the trustees. Now, what does a trustee entail well, as far as a recording academy? I concerned? am the voice of the entire membership that goes to the national board and speaks on their behalf. Nice. So I advocate. Yes, sir. Wow. So that means you're obviously very um, uh, an integral part of this uh, event tonight. I would, ho I would hope so, right? <laughs> <laughs> I hope it is something. Yeah, 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 yeah for sure. So uh, tell us a little bit about your musical accolades, if you could. Um, so 2008 nominee for uh, Grammy. Um, I'm also a producer, engineer, artist. 2018 Halcyon Fellow, working on art projects and working on music projects at the same time. Traveled to over 52 countries. I wow. with the U.S. State Department. I do a bunch of stuff. Nice. Yes. Who are some of the household names that you might have worked with in the past? So I worked with, I've uh, been on songs with Wale, with Tabby Bonet. I was nominated with Wayna. I'm with Terry Lynn Carrington, Gregoire Marais, Steve Coleman, Daphne Pareto, both of which are uh, MacArthur winners and uh, Grammy Award winners. Nice. Yeah, for sure. That's awesome. Man. So. I think this lineup is great, representing the DMV. Yes, sir. Um, tell us who you're excited to see perform. I'm excited to see everybody perform. The nice. whole lineup is tight. So that's that's the thing I'm looking forward to. That's it's just right. seeing everybody come out and do what they're supposed to do. Uh, we have great performers that come from D.C. We have a long legacy of great performers. So anything that's coming from our area, I'm ready. I know it's going to knock it out the park. Right. We love it. Essence is going to be great, too. So, you know. That's as soon as they put it in the pocket, I'm going to log it. Log it. Yes. <laughs> Kokai, guys, one of the trustee of the board members of the D.C. chapter of the Grammys. Guys, we're here with R&B sensation singer-songwriter Kevin Ross. Thank you, man. Here at the Red Carpet here at the City Winery for the D.C. Chapter's inaugural Grammy block party. Are you excited to be here, man? I'm so excited to be here, man. Hometown, home base is exciting, man. It's a blessing. Yes, hometown, D.C., and I love how all the artists yeah. are a part of the DMV, whether it's D.C., Maryland, or yeah, Virginia. Yeah, DMV, show up. Yeah, yeah who, uh, where specifically are you representing in the DMV? Southeast, um, you know, that's where I'm originally from, greater oh, Southeast. Right here in yeah, Southeast, right? yeah, yeah, so, um, you know, my parents now live in Maryland, but, you know, I, I have a lot of experience here as far as just, like, I went to Ellington in Northwest, yes. so, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm homegrown, man. I yeah. love it, I love yeah. it. And uh, check out your video, man, Long Song Away, man. Thank you, thank you. Great song, man. You killed thank it in, in, in the singing aspect of it. <laughs> uh, tell us how, how that video came about. Man, um, it was awesome, man. I think after the record went number one at Urban AC Radio, yeah. um, we decided to kind of put out the visual and, yes. and really just kind of um, embellish upon the narrative, honestly. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, things are just really, you know, blossoming, you know, from there, you know, having a record, Don't Go, that was like top 15 as far as the Urban AC and now gearing up for my new project. And, which um, is? Uh, which is called Audacity. Make sure that you tune in for oh, that nice. in the next couple of weeks. I've used so. that software before. Yes. Yeah, so <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm super excited about that. Um, I literally just released um, uh, an Essence, mass up, Essence mashup, 25th anniversary. So I partnered up with them to do a mashup. So if you guys don't follow 
follow me, make sure that you follow me at Kevin Ross Music to tune into, you know, the partnerships and put the little things I have going on. So awesome. Yeah. You've wrote, written songs for some great artists such as Nicki Minaj, yeah. Trey Songs, Jamie Foxx, yes. Tony Braxton. I was uh, nominated as a writer for uh, one of the songs as far as Sex and Cigarettes with Tony. So yeah. Now, when you're writing these songs for these artists, um, do you write for the artists or does the artist pick the song that they feel is that suits them? It varies. Yeah. I know for Tony, we wrote the song and mm -hmm. then she attached herself to the song. You know oh, what I mean? Okay, cool. I think it was just something where it's like, we just wanted to create a song that evoked emotion. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And it's just mm -hmm. awesome that a legend like her, uh, you know, became attached to it and wanted to execute the song and it, it turned out beautiful, you know? So, um, you know, That's as far awesome. as for a Trey, you know, I, I spent uh, a little bit of time with Trey. So, you know, I got a glimpse into his life. So that was really awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Any more Glade commercials coming up? Glade commercials? <laughs> Listen, I was just blessed to do that partnership, honestly. So <laughs> you, you never know. You never know. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Guys. Extraordinaire R&B sensation, Kevin Ross. Thanks so much for talking with us. I Appreciate click on this. Yeah. Well, it has been a ill show tonight, and I think we have all learned some valuable lessons. This is your bot for the bad boys of Baltimore saying, until next time, keep chilling like a villain. Bye, goodbye, 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 goodbye.